wish I would have started that one. Yeah, I know. Who <laughs> <laughs> was just reading that? that also, good, Vicky good in the comments. Yeah, yeah, I have added. Yeah, that's all. I've added. Added. That's all right. Yeah, I knew it was Bob. We'll talk about it. Devil's Brigade. I'm going to go ahead and try it after you introduce it. So we have a super gift of an episode tonight. Right. A super what? Gift. Gift. That was kind of lame, right? G-I-F-T. Gift Gift. for your ears. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're always a gift for their ears. This one's going to be badass. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. But we should start with a disclaimer, though. (laughs) Yes. We are not... A professional. No, no, we not. are not professionals. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not going to be professional tonight. <laughs> yeah, if you're coming here for professionalism, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Okay. Now that you know that, yes, it's going to be a great episode because we are here with Dr. Ken Brown and Eric Rieger, CRNA. You're going to have to tell us what that means here in just a second from the Gut Check Project, right? Exactly. Boom. Boom. Thank you so much for having us over here. We, uh, you know, we had great feedback from having Doc Fagley on our show, yeah, and my deal. patients were asking a ton of stuff, and I know you've heard some good feedback about yep. that, and he yep. just sort of, he's like, I got a podcast too, maybe, you know, we can have you out, and then I had no idea, it's like a real, real podcast, you got like, <laughs> cool studio here and everything. Yeah, it's been a good week, because I, I know for sure we gained three listeners over the week, so. Yeah, did we? Yeah, okay, we're so like, are we up to like 19? 18, no, that's 19, like 20, because we were up to like 18, got down to 17, yeah, and now we're on Yeah, 20. we pissed one off. Yeah, but we were down to sixteen. Now we're up to nineteen. <laughs> Man, yeah. uh, I can well, count. Upsetting well, news. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, bro. I was just gonna say that my mom loves the podcast, so we, you know, so we we have her turned on to the Whiskey Bros. Also. Are you kidding nice. me? Oh boy! Shout no. out to your mom. I'm yeah. Kind of problem is, she's eighty two, and every time she <laughs> drinks what you guys recommend, I mean, she calls me up and I'm like she really well, likes well, it on that, that night. Huh? Yeah. She's like Ken. Ken. <laughs> That's a listener all the way in Nebraska, by the way. Oh, That's oh wow. I, I think my mom quit listening. She's like, I can't believe my son's seen I know. Yeah. I didn't even tell my parents about it. <laughs> <laughs> your, your parents surely only listen to professional programs. Probably. So, Obviously. So they're yes. out anyway. They're out. But, hey, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for being here. Um, your show is a big hit. One, because Doc was on it, obviously. Two, because there's a lot of good stuff there. And y'all have been at it since 2020? Ooh, wow. Or no, further back than that. I, I, I really don't even remember exactly. It started because of uh, Ken being asked to go on and do basically an interview. And then the guy that interviewed him really liked the vibe that he had with Ken. Yeah. And then about a week later, he was hit by a train and killed in Fort Worth. Wow. Not, not Ken. For not real. Ken. No, so Ken. This is a real live Ken. Yeah, he's okay. a real live. <laughs> Who killed Kenny? <laughs> you <laughs> bastards. That is. <laughs> South Park humor. There. That, was, uh, that was not Ken that was hit by a train. Okay. But the, the other guy, his name was Doc also, ironically. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was hit. And then they called and they asked if, uh, if Ken and I wouldn't mind coming up and Filling basically this health hour for this new streaming radio show that they had Interesting. down in Fort Worth, and uh, cool. we just said okay. I mean, that was really the beginning of. Gut Didn't really Health. even envision anything before it having already started. No, we just visited the the studio down in Fort Worth, and then about a week and a half later, we were 
We were on. If you look at our very first episode, it's obvious we didn't know what the hell we were doing at all. <laughs> it was interesting because the manager of the studio, they had all moved from a different digital platform. And the guy called Eric and said, hey, I know that Doc would really want some help with this. I'm going to give you guys basically every Thursday, we need help. And Eric's like, we're in. Yeah, I did do that. Didn't even talk mm-hmm. to me about no. it. He was like, hey, guess what? I just basically <laughs> said what we're doing Thursday. Oh. Yeah, he's like, hey, on yeah. Thursday, meet me in Haltom City. It's right next to Fort Worth. I'm like, no, no details other than meet no me No details. <laughs> and you got to understand that I do, have a, I do have a background of anxiety, and I stuttered as a kid and stuff. So doing like this stuff at the time was like super. I'm like, yeah. are you insane? Truly, you, it's can't, live. you can't tell Ken what you're doing if you want him to do it. Have, <laughs> I've, I've signed us up for just, trips before. Yeah. Uh, I signed us up to go to Utah once, and Ken was like, "Where are we going?" And we're going to say we're going to get on a plane. He's like, "Where are we going to?" I was like, "You don't want to worry about it. We're just going to get on the plane, and we're going to." And it turned out we were gone for what three and a half days. Yeah. And Ken doesn't ski that much, and we lo- I lost him in a blizzard for about two and a half hours. I mean, it happens. Oh, dude, that- I, I I so relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have been lost in a blizzard on the top of Steamboat Mountain before, and it was one of those instances where I told my buddy, I was like, "Man." Just leave me here because <laughs> you couldn't see. We skied down a black diamond and had no clue it was a black because we couldn't see three feet in front of us. And it was just ski this way, ski this way, and that's all you could see. We passed a warming hut 20 feet away. Never knew it was there. And I was just like, this is those moments in the movies that people say, just leave well, me here to die. I mean. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen is going to happen. So you got lost in a blizzard too. Well, it was. So I did. And it's interesting because the exact same thing. I could not see six inches in front of my face. And I'm from Nebraska. We're like, you know, back before this global warming thing hit, there was like tons of snow all yeah. the time, you know? And you would hear like these weird stories of somebody that like froze to death five feet from their car. And you're like, how did that happen? Oh, I know how it happened. You just don't see shit. You can't see. Yeah, wide out. You can't see, man. You just have to. Fill it out by hand, like a, you're like a um, what are they mimes? Is that, is that yes? Yeah, mimes. I don't want to be touched by a mime. Why are you getting <laughs> touched by a mime? <laughs> so I think the important element is just like kind of like my bros or my handler. You know, it's they tell me where to be, God, don't when to be it. there. He, he, yeah, <laughs> you have to manage these doctor guys, right? Like they need a little crack the whip every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he he's kind of the same way. It was a freaking July, and he's like, hey. I just signed us up for the most incredible thing ever. Yep. And we're all like, what? <laughs> what it was the do? most incredible thing ever. He signed us up for a dad bod car wash. Charity car a wash. Oh, <laughs> a what? A dad bod charity car wash. That was in Bridgeport, right? Yeah. yeah. It was freaking, it was us and a bunch of bikers. Burly biker dudes. 110 degrees. So, <laughs> and of course now he's like, oh, it's charity. You can't say yeah, no. Yeah, you can't say yeah. no. You'd hate kids. Yeah, say no then. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was on a that was on a Friday that y'all did that, wasn't it? Yes, I, I think I believe so. it was. Yeah, I was I was kind of racing back to see if I could catch y'all, but uh, well, you you missed like a lot. You missed man. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is there any chance that you guys had that guy from Dodgeball that had that pit bull when the guy was cleaning the thing and he was rubbing his belly button? He was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah get he, in there. I, I mean, some of these characters could have played that dude. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, we, I think we might have beat that. We literally washed a. I mean, I hope he's not, he's not listening. I'm, I'm going to ruin his weight, but I'm going to go with 350-ish four, four, to be four, safe. Four, four, while no, he four. Was no, on, he was easily. Yeah, while he was still on his motorcycle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. washed everything. Oh. Hosed him off. 
<laughs> yeah, scrubbed them. Got the, awesome. old, the old, the old naval scrub. Yeah, nice, yeah. deep clean. Yeah. So, so I want to get okay. So four years ago, that was your first episode, mm-hmm. and you just like led Doctor Brown Ken into a studio, and you said, "Sit down, we're doing this." Okay, yeah, let's we, stop there. Hold on. How far back do you two go? Oh, okay. So the way that we met is interesting. We we share a mutual friend. His mm-hmm. name's Marcel. And uh, Marcel one day, okay. When you say like a, share. Uh, yeah, we, not romantically anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was not. Uh, it was an experimental phase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody tries So things. college. Yeah, we go okay. through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, Marcel and I worked together. And at the time, uh, my best friend and I were just preparing to launch a tequila company. And Marcel turned to me and he said, uh, you need to go meet my friend Ken. He loves tequila. And so I thought that was kind of cool. So I got credentialed at the place that Ken was scoping. And then we honestly, we just hung out uh, a couple of times. I was like, yeah, he is pretty cool. And then ultimately, and Ken, you can say if it's not exactly how you remember it, but for about three years, Ken would ask me questions about the tequila company. You know, this, how do y'all market that? Where, how did you get this done? And the entire time that I was with 512 at that point was just a bootstrap effort. It literally was my best friend that I grew up with from Gainesville. Yeah. Awesome tequila. And then me, you know, yeah. just driving around. If you, if you saw a liquor store, it was because it, it carried it. It was because it was on the way to me doing anesthesia. I was distributing out of the back of my truck. Wow. Okay. And so um, then suddenly one day Ken said to me, he's like, hey, um, are you going to do anesthesia this Friday? I said, yeah. He said, can you hang out after we're, after we're finished? I said, sure. So last patient rolls out. I come back in. He has me sign an NDA, and then he shuts the door. I was like, this is, this is weird. <laughs> you know? And then he just laid out all this research, and he was basically described what later became named Autron Teal. At the time, it had no name. It just was raw ingredients and his results. He'd been, he'd been doing his own clinical trials. I mean, I hadn't seen anything like this. And it was extensive, and it had obviously been going on for years, and suddenly it all clicked. He wasn't, you know, a freak simply about tequila. He was asking me about— <laughs> This was a genuine yeah. exchange. Was, I mean, and what, basically what Marcel sent, sent me to was a three-year interview process because not long after that he called and he said, look, uh, I don't want you to invest in this company. What I want to do is plant a seed and see if you might be interested in carving out a little time to kind of help— and that's all he said, kind of help yeah. our marketing effort. And what, Ken, about three days later or two days later, I just called and said, seed has sprouted. Yeah, it he said, like fun. seed has sprouted. Okay. Went, all right. So then we just started hanging out. So it was a story that didn't start with a salad. It was alcohol. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely no, no salads. Uh, no salads at all. But I've, I've since changed my eating habits, working with Ken and getting into this research. I mean, I didn't always eat clean like we talk about on – on uh, the gut check, yeah. yeah. All right, I mean, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, we have was, a lot of notes regarding that. I mean, yeah. I'm glad I finally had the opportunity to trust Eric enough to bring him in the room and have him sign the NDA because three years of talking <laughs> tequila, he kept giving me subtle hints like AA cards. And he's just like, he's like, you know, I had an uncle that was an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm like, do, do you want to talk about some things? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's that's really that's really what. Um, what set us on that path, and then the company started being formed, and uh, we had different ideas on how to come up with a name, how to come up with a label, how to come up with marketing. Who mm-hmm. do we reach out to? A lot and, of work. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot, and and there's a lot to bite off. And I still feel like that even though we've come this far, 
uh, I feel like we've only done, it feels like we've only done 10% of what we want yeah. to do. So, so it, you're, you're kind of referring to the whole thing, Yeah. but, but in that whole thing, you're, you're talking about clinical practice, Atron Till mm-hmm. and gut check project, mm-hmm. like three different things. Is that right? The or- gut check project kind of splintered off because we kind of hit a stalemate. Uh, you know, we, everything that we've done is, I mean, Atron Till in its own right, is a mm-hmm. fantastic product, and we know that because we've done everything with a, with a bootstrap budget. Like, we still have never done more than our first round raise. Yeah. And wow. Ken and I and Mike, who is now our acting managing partner and, and essential CEO, um, we were the, we, it just all that money was raised through the three of us. And the company still exists today because of that, and then everybody who just continued to buy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so. When we're trying to find new ways to advertise, I didn't even know what a podcast was. And we were once informed that we were running out of cash. And I had been riding back and forth to this guy, asking him questions about small things like uh, like excipients, which are things that you you put into supplements and things like that right. to hold them together. I'm going to interrupt you really quick for this one little thing. Yep. So we launched this company. Okay. We basically go out and me, Eric, and Mike go to our friends and family. I go to colleagues. We raise this money. And six months after launch, our then CEO, we've moved on, said, well, we're running out of money. We're going to go out of business. Six months into it. And I'm like, these are my colleagues I have to look at every day. Yeah. Like, we launched this company, and in six months, that's when Eric came up with this idea. So, okay. well, I kind of fell into it, if I'm being honest. I was riding back and forth, and I was asking this guy questions, and all of a sudden he writes back to me, and he said... Hey, uh, hey, Eric, do you think that your, your buddy Ken would want to get on my podcast? And I was like, sure, sure he would. I have no idea. But it turned out that was Chris Cresser. And I didn't know Chris. I didn't, I didn't uh-huh. even listen to podcasts. And this guy has probably, the in the world, the fourth largest yeah. listenership for health, period. And so Ken goes on, and we didn't know what a CRM was. We didn't know how to track email. We didn't know how to track shit. I mean, at all. Next thing we know, we've gone from being told we're going to shut down to being cash flow positive, out of product, and we were like, yay. And then they said, who are all your customers? And I was like, I don't know how you track that. Like, yeah. we didn't know how to <laughs> yeah. do any of this stuff. <laughs> you're, just, you're just selling product. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a good product. Yeah. yeah. And, and it worked. And then suddenly we, had, we started establishing a rebuy rate, and which yep. turned out to be great. And we, we just didn't know these things. And then, uh, but what was most important is the product was real. And so we kind of built around that, and then part of that turned into Ken get, pushing Ken out to be on podcasts, and it just so happened that the, an unfortunate thing happened to that dock of that radio station that thrust us into doing something that we kind of talked about, yeah. but then we just did it, and then it worked. It's the push that yeah, that's made cool. you move. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and the podcasting format is not easy, but it's a lot more forgiving than just on-air live radio, too. Right, because you can stop, you can edit, you can pause. You don't have to. You can. Craft a message. We don't do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't we either. Do either. What happens here goes right up there. I think there's a couple of instances where we're like, okay, we should, yeah, we, we, we should walk that, that back and take that out. But for the most two. part, we're we're 98 percent unedited yeah. and raw. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we've edited a second. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> now there's a there's a few shows from our past that we we uh, those are. 
Those they got out of hand. Yeah they, yeah. yeah, they exist in the vault. So I don't know. <laughs> they, One day, if we're really, really popular and maybe selling memberships, maybe we can give vault access yeah, when we get to famous. people that might hear these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so. y'all have, y'all have, we have one. one. We have, we have one. one. We have uh, one, and we won't mention it, but we definitely have one. Yeah. Oh, you gotta mention it. Come on, man. No. No. You just did mention no, it. No, no. <laughs> I mentioned that it exists, but I'm not talking. No. I'm just gonna say this one thing. So when it happened, <laughs> we had actually rented a suite in a hotel, and we were doing multiple interviews at a conference. We were just, we uh-huh. had set up all these people. So they would give their lecture, and then they would come up and do this thing. And then we were at like this meet and greet, and I met this person, and I was like, oh my gosh, you wrote this book. And I was all excited. I'm like, yeah, you know, I heard you wrote this book. And I said, too bad, you should come do our podcast. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. And I'm like, well, we got it set up. And he's like, let's do it now. And I was like, that's awesome. So I grab Eric, and I'm like, hey, man, this guy's going to come up and do it. Eric looks at me and he goes, okay. <laughs> like, and I know you're talking about you can't say his name, I guess, but I, that's... Uh, I, I, but I, I had... Yeah. I had... I, I just thought he was an author. And Eric's like, no, he's, yeah. He's more than that. He's a whole lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. And so then I'm like, let's do this. Like, totally naive. I'm like, let's get up and do this. Eric's yeah. like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> So we went from Ken thinking we were going to do about a 40-minute podcast. We were up there for about two hours and 30. It's amazing how, uh, how quick it goes. When you're in the mm-hmm. flow with it, it it's just, amazing it how quick going. it goes when after the first 10 minutes, you're like, I'm canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all had to stick that one in the vault. Yeah, yep. it'll, em- it'll emerge someday. But okay. Yeah, Those are for days. the high rollers of, yeah. the, of the, oh, what, yeah, what do y'all call it? The Gut Check uh, Project Raw? Yeah. Yeah. So that, how, does, how does that work? So you... And a few episodes that I've listened to, you mentioned and said, okay, we're going to move this segment to the Raw. So this is like a bonus segment that your paid subscribers get to listen they, to? Or? They get everything unedited. And as we as we progress through here, it's, it's everything's kind of a slow build out yes. because literally you're looking at me, mm-hmm. Devin, Ken, and then we also have uh, Steven. Okay. He's, he's also he's basically the guy who manages all the ins and outs of, of like the business side of what we do with uh, this offshoot from Autron Teal. Yeah. And um, so, but it's all around KBMD. And since that's what we have, we've got to try to build certain things out. Uh, so we right now we have Raw, and on there, there are definitely specials, discounts, and things like that that give people huge access to it. They get better access to Ken if they have uh, specific questions. But what we'd really like to do is be able to have more specific content, which we just got finished shooting this last weekend that only they'll be able to see. Okay. And it's kind of driven by the user. The user can then say, wouldn't y'all like to talk about this? Or we have this issue. And so we just stuck our toe into doing that. And it actually was a lot of fun because it forces you to learn. It forces you to learn about subject matter that isn't on your radar. Yeah. So through this website here, I'm guessing you have uh, two-way communications with the people that sign up and subscribe. We do. Mm -hmm. So you can get their... uh, I guess their reactions and their comments, whatever, and then they get the exclusive stuff that you don't get on the free uh, platforms like Spotify, Apple, whatever. That and you get uh, the real opinions instead of a sort of a toned down, curated opinion that goes out to the general public. I feel like there's a, a, a lot of data and a lot of good information that's already in your public, freely available podcast. Thank you. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Well, I mean, that's and that's actually the goal of the whole thing is it's not to, uh, you know, obfuscate or hide things that are beneficial to the public. But right. like Ken said, sometimes even weighing in on something that's a little bit more personal or 
You've got an opinion because you just don't feel solid behind either, it doesn't matter, CDC, FDA, or something else that they put out like that. You still kind of have to walk this line on the public side. Sure. But in here, it's it's far more two-way communication as if you and I were just talking at yeah. Trinity or, or locality or something. It's, it's yeah. raw. Exactly. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, so I found a lot of good. Uh, I had 24 trips back and forth through Gainesville to Bonham, uh, moving hay for uh, people that are in desperate need of farm animals eating. Um and I got to, li- I had a good list of uh, podcast episodes from y'all in the queue, and I got to listen to it. And so, a lot of talk about flavonoids, polyphenols, peptides, proteins. I really like the remark about proteins when you were like, if without supplements, if I needed uh, to intake all of the protein that my body required during the day, would require me to eat four and a half ribeye steaks. I'm like, this man's going to be on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Now, go ahead and talk about why you ended up uh, moving down that uh, that pathway of going protein and then building that stack through there. I'm- well, we were talking about science-backed different things. And so when you look, <clears throat> one of the problems that I run into with some colleagues is that when we talk about anything that you want to do natural or functional mm-hmm. or something like that, yeah. the response is always, well, there's, there's no data on that. There's no science on that. That just means that a drug rep didn't show up and give you a detail piece Uh, is what I'm learning. Because when you start taking the time to look at it, there is science-backed things for a lot of the stuff that that you want to look at that is not being just fed to you. And one of the things was I wanted to do top supplements for fat loss Mm -hmm. based on the science and the data. You go to places like examine.com, then you find the different articles, and it just becomes this... You know, you just go down rabbit holes. You're like, oh, wow, this researcher in Thailand is doing this amazing thing. And it becomes really eye-opening. And one of the most consistent fat loss supplements is protein. protein. And if you get your protein in, yeah. it really is hard to convert it into fat. So it's very inefficient doing that. Mm-hmm. You really manipulate these hormones, these hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin. And it was fascinating because as we, as an anti-aging type thing, one of the things that happens is that we lose muscle. And as we age, we tend to tell people to back off their protein intake. It should be just opposite. It's just like, ramp mm -hmm. this shit up. Yeah. And where else does that tie into cognitive function, you know, dementia, brain, um, uh, neuroplasticity? Does, Does protein play a role in that too? Oh, wow. So we did a podcast on this specifically that certain amino acids are needed to be converted to dopamine, mm-hmm. serotonin, nor uh, noradrenaline, and also GABA, which is like an inhibitory thing. And so when you listen to these other podcasts like Dr. Huberman and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do really, a really good job on that aspect. But it's like, okay, this is why. So when I understand the why, it makes much more sense to do this. Yeah. So, yes, it definitely plays into brain health. Yes, it definitely plays into the ability to not lose the muscle. The more muscle you have, the more, the more your basal metabolic rate goes up, the more muscle you have, you can utilize the sugar that's coming in, so you decrease the inflammatory process. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we have come... Uh, Gabrielle Lyon is um, a friend of ours, and she, is a, she has been saying this for like you know 15 years that we've known her, it's we are not getting enough protein. Like her whole thing is just, mm-hmm. and you can argue any way you want, but we talked about it on the podcast, when you look at the digestive process, animal-based protein has a higher amino acid you know, component uh-huh. so that your body can use it, and it's more readily broken down and taken in. So you need less of that versus 
if you're going to do a strictly plant-based one. You can. You just got to work at it a little bit more. Sure. We don't yeah. condone that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't either. I, I don't. I think I saw. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I saw either on your Instagram or Facebook or something. <laughs> You guys, either you shared it or something, but it was like, I'm on my first date with this girl I met online. She's vegan. I don't think this is going well. <laughs> like a huge ribeye. And then she's got like this salad and she's staring at him. Like, <laughs> I think I posted that one. I'm usually the one that's after the vegans, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and I, can, I can say I just do not condone veganism because it's, it's damn near impossible to do nutritionally. Yeah, I mean, a hundred right? years ago, vegans would not have survived. Right. Yeah. And 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 I'm not saying there haven't been cultures that have pulled off like healthy veganism. Mm-hmm. You know, like ancient Indian cultures. But it it just in this world, that's not healthy. No. Are ancient? Do you think ancient Indian cultures actually pulled off veganism? Surely they're getting protein yeah, like, from something. You know. It, Hindu, don't don't get me talking theologically, but but they just didn't consume meat because Beef. it was from yeah. But there's other meat. They still ate fish though, didn't they? Yeah, I think they. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, right. that's it. We've got to get a, a cow. I think. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, the cow is sacred for sure. Yeah, but I, I don't know how far I think that goes. Go down on a goat though. <laughs> right. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> is that? Is that how they say that? Yeah, I think that's right. I think I'm going to go down on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go down on that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to go down on this hamburger? Yeah. No, they can't do cow. They can't do cow. No, I would like to go down on that chicken sandwich. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it just sounds like it just sounds like a new marketing phrase for some really risky uh, restaurant. Jack in a box commercial. Yeah. yeah. You you're gonna want to go down on all these appetizers. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. So I like something you you just kind of maybe hinted at but didn't stick on, and and it's this idea that at some point you you know you're you're stuck with all the protein that you've had to kind of like live on for the rest of your life and and I guess it's a longevity factor. Hold on, what do you mean by yeah, that? Say that again. Meaning that you you build a certain amount of muscle, but at some point you don't build muscle as fast and then you actually are in decline or mm-hmm. like what we say in the doctor world like sarcopenia mm-hmm. to where you're actually losing muscle mass for the rest of your life and and the rate at which that is lost uh and, and how far you get as far as what, what we're now referring to as health span goes depends on where you started from. You know, what was your your high muscle mass number? Oh, and okay. So, yeah. What, what When do you reach that peak? Yeah. I, I'm sure it's different for every person, huh? Most definitely. And, and oh, I, I would like to see what you think about this, uh, but... I think it's skewed. Like the studies that are looking at that now are skewed because of the general health of our population is just so much less because of probably multiple factors. Uh, I would imagine that it's probably less because of multiple factors. I would totally agree with that. But it, and, and it sounds to me like what you're referencing, it just sounds like it's a, it's a scenario where everyone has eaten fast food, They've eaten yep. seed oils for so long, seed so oils. it's almost like, what do I have to do to overcome all of this chronic inflammation from shit food when I thought I was eating well? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then what we call, like, optimal yeah. 
is not really optimal as compared to like 1970. No, oh, okay. So that's that's actually something that, that happened just the other day. Um, I was with someone who hadn't ever seen Jaws. Uh-huh. And the, <laughs> the, the wow. movie Jaws? Yeah, like, like the movie. How does that conversation like happen? Young, younger person. Okay. Yeah, younger oh, person. Okay. And we're watching. Because we're I was thinking it was somebody that was either scared of fish right. or sharks. <laughs> yeah. you know, they're like, I refuse to watch that. This is why this, is, this is why this person was not a pescatarian. Anyway, <laughs> um, but we're, we're watching Jaws, and while they, you know, they're on the beach, and everyone's being, uh, you know, lulled to go back out into the water. And I just made a, I just made a throwaway comment. I was like, "Hey, look how everybody's skinny." Yeah. Look at yeah. That. And then this younger person said, "There are no fat people in there." there and I was none. like, "There are, there are none." And then it's just, and it's not an indictment on anybody that you know is overweight. Mm, sure. It's just the food that what, we've been mm-hmm. buying for. Decades. Yeah, what's available, it, easily it, it's available. exactly what's easily available. And the narrative has changed. Like, we, we've talked about that before. We've got a couple of um, PUFA episodes. I that saw that. Yeah, I'm impressed. Um, That's awesome. That was one of hopefully many. We just got to get our ass back in gear. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, seed oils and, and the, you know, uh, fast food fried their um, French fries and tallows. And oh, every, yeah. Everything was done in mm-hmm. and, and saturated fats. 100%. And then the Heart Healthy movement came around. And I'm sure there's a large lobby <clears throat> that is in there somewhere. So the, hydrogenated the vegetable oils, the canola, yeah. And, and then all of a yeah. sudden there's uh, obesity epidemics even worse. This graph has been cre- created and recreated multiple times, but whenever they took butter and then they found out that they could create vegetable oil to compete with butter, you'll see like butter consumption goes down. Yep. And then, I think this is 1950-something. Yeah, I then, just confirmed this this week on the USDA website. Yeah, so so the, I pulled the, the number themselves, yeah. the numbers themselves. And BMI goes up. <laughs> you yeah. stop eating butter, and then the <clears throat> population, when they started eating substitute butter, vegetable oils, and stuff like that, diabetes yeah. went up, body weight went up, yeah. inflammation went up, autoimmune disease, and all the shitty things all went up. Massive chronic disease. So what are the numbers? So the numbers, it basically, okay, this is interesting because our per capita consumption of sugar has relatively been stable. Really? You know? Hmm. That's exactly wild. Right. You know, and, and and I just came out of the lens, you know, probably a few years ago as this seed oil hypothesis or this PUFA or linoleic acid hypothesis <clears throat> has been developed. I, I've come out of this, like, hypothesis that we were just eating too much sugar but it turns out that that's probably not technically correlative, right? And 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 what we've seen over time is the increased consumption of linoleic acid in the form of polyunsaturated fatty acids, uh, in the form of canola oil or or seed oils. Yeah. Period, which is like rapeseed, which is the big one now. You know, soybean. Uh, I love saying rapeseed, by the way. I yeah. know, right? It just, <laughs> just like, that should scare you off on I, the well, you know, I, I, Really, it should. Like, who came up with that shit? I know. What you, you know? Well, if you imagine somebody that's growing a field of rape, and you come and like, look at my field of rape. Look at <laughs> it's, a be- like- it's a beautiful rape season. It's just like you know, Bob. I love, I love your rape field. Yeah. What are these flowers over here? That's my ass bleeding yeah. flowers. I, I want to eat that. I could just imagine yeah. Chase, Chase saying, "Would you like to go down on this rape? Yes. <laughs> go down on. You want to get down on this rape? You know what's interesting? <clears throat> when you look at these countries that um, Mexico and China, they've tracked actually pretty closely with their increase in diabetes and the metabolic syndrome, and it really correlates with 
Coke. Like when Coke was introduced, like, Coke, mm-hmm. no. Cola. Mm-hmm. Cola. I mean, both oh, okay. are probably yeah. detrimental yeah. to your health to an extent. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably Coca-Cola worse than cocaine. I'm going to say Coca-Cola worse than cocaine. I would, yeah. yeah. I, agree. I would and so, agree. Yeah. And so here's... At least you're productive with cocaine. And so yeah. Eric and I did... <laughs> yeah. You're cleaning the house, for sure. <laughs> Again, we are not a professional show. And, yes. Okay? And you know what? Not just cleaning your house, but helping your dad run the country. <laughs> and we are officially and canceled. Good night. We're shut down. <laughs> I hear a helicopter landing right now. <laughs> oh my god! In my rape fields. Uh, all right, so, it was it right. was in a location of the White House that anybody could have threw it in the corner. Yeah, anybody it happens all the time. Happens all the time. It happens. Yes. But getting back to the whole Coke thing, Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at this, we did a whole episode on high fructose corn syrup, mm. and the really interesting thing about this is that the high fructose corn syrup. We, the whole reason why it was there, the subsidies, we had too much corn, and then you know all the stuff. We, we we got into that, but from a physiologic standpoint, when you take high fructose corn syrup, it has to go through the liver first and be converted to an absorbable sugar. Mm-hmm. But as the liver is doing that, it actually ends up forming fat. And this study came out that showed that people that have high levels of high fructose corn syrup. There's an increased degree of anxiety, ADHD, and autism spectrum disorder. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is that the brain is not getting the fuel that it wants. Yeah. And so it goes into something called a foraging effect. So as our ancestors would lose fuel to the brain, you get this anxiety to get off your... Get, how much can we curse on this show? Oh, yeah, all, all you, you want. Fucking want to. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> you get this anxiety, you need to get off your fucking ass, and you need to go find some fuel yeah. immediately. The problem is, that kicks in, and so you have this anxiety, you have this thing, and you're hungry, and then what do you do? You, you go grab shit. another Coke, yeah, or you, you eat, eat some other yeah. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this thing kind of kicks in. And so it, it's a fascinating... For me, I really like the understanding of the underlying process because it just seems to just make everything settle in. It isn't just that's bad for you. It's that's bad for you because as you do this, your brain's starving. The foraging effect kicks in. That's why you're anxious. That's why you have ADHD. That's why you continue to take in more empty calories and you never feel satiated. Yeah. So that's another reason. It's the PUFAs and then the high fructose corn syrup. And they all kind of came together when big food was they're, like. We talked about this. They, are, this. they are fucking designed to do that. Mm. It's mission accomplished for those people or for those corporations. I, I, and, and sometimes I, you know, grapple with, okay, is there, was there something from the top that was sort of like making this occur or was it this oh, just dude i guarantee if you go this sit is just at, demand uh, and business interest if you go sit right? at a board meeting full of those uh heads of the company i bet i bet you none of one of them are overweight i bet you wow. they are all healthy and i bet you none of them touch their product oh i want to so plano is headquarters of dr pepper yeah. pepsico dr pepper frito lay yeah. all of wow. it i have they hire some of the best food scientists yep. because I'm, you know, that's the world that we live in. We live in how these molecules interact with, with everything. And these are brilliant people. Yeah. And they get out and these, these are the companies that have the money to get them. And I've had several um, high level managers and <clears throat> one in particular was, was really interesting. I don't remember which company it was. It could have been Pizza Hut also because it's Snapple's, Snapple Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. They're all there. So we get a ton of these. 
And he was just in phenomenal shape. Wife in phenomenal shape. Kids, great. And I was like, man, y'all are doing real good eating all that, whatever it was, whatever brand he's with. And he's like, oh, we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. He's like, no. I mean, he's like, I, I, I make a living marketing it or whatever it is that he does. But he goes, no. Getting to know some of those engineers while doing the anesthesia for some of them when they'd come through. Because there's, there's a bunch of different industries that have employees that live up in that area where mm-hmm. Ken works. And also including Southwest Airlines. I'll just say this. Yeah. Every person who works for Southwest Airlines loves Southwest. Okay. I mean, that's, so you're talking Plano, yes. you know, like yeah. that yeah, part North of Plano, Dallas. South Frisco. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but the food engineers are very, very interesting because we've seen, we've seen all of them and some of them started off in endocrinology and some of them start, you know, whatever took them to that discipline. It's obviously heavily science-based and they're just like Ken said, brilliant people and minds. Then you start finding out what part of the food are they working on and what kind of drink or beverage that they're working on. And ultimately it all comes down to one thing. How can I make it more hooked or how can I make it so that you want to do more? How can I make it so that you want to buy it again? I mean, it's just, it's the same loop. That's the same way that he broke down uh, high fructose corn syrup. It, that's just the base model. Yeah. And to how it applies to all of the different food products. If your food requires an engineer, you probably shouldn't eat it. (laughs) Probably not. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Now pretty good statement. Here we are drinking whiskey, but you know, same Uh, well once a week. Right. (laughs) Why is whiskey different? It's engineered. Well, to a maybe we shouldn't be drinking whiskey. But I'll shut I you mean. down now. <laughs> <laughs> but back to like Man, the sodas it. and the high fructose corn syrup. So I have uh, a high end, very very expensive aluminum pan that I have in my kitchen repertoire. Mm-hmm. And every time I talk to somebody about cooking it, they're like, oh, "Aluminum? You cooking aluminum? What are you doing cooking in aluminum? Don't you know dementia comes from toxic metal exposure from aluminum?" I'm like, "Is it the?" The aluminum cans that the product is contained in that caused uh, an epidemic of dementia, or is it the product that's in the aluminum cans? Okay, so it's complex, <laughs> right? So, so this is interesting. I was reading this one study uh, to where they took just our basic commercial like Yeti cups and they put distilled water into those cups, okay. and and then they actually they left it for like. Four hours, you know, yeah, these, hours, are, these are stainless. 12 though, right? hours. Oh, yeah, they're stainless steel. Yeah. So I guess Still, that's not saying, I mean. But it's an experiment. Yeah, it's relevant to what we're, what right. I'm talking about with aluminum anyway. So go and, ahead. And as time went on, more and more base metals would actually leach out mm. into the water at room temperature. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so I think the thought is, and, and y'all have had, uh, the heavy metal sherry guests, uh, sherry, sherry yeah. guests, yeah, on the podcast. We as shared well. sherry. Yes, we shared sherry. We, we shared sherry, and and you know it's like, well, now you're heating a metal, yeah, which may improve the potential to actually leach other base metals into the food that's being cooked in it. I guess we'll see if I get dementia first, then, bro. Well, and 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 this is where it gets even more complicated because it's not just about getting some toxin. Our body is made to. Process. Yeah, process toxins. Mm-hmm. All you know, it's like we have toxins all around us, <clears throat> but but it's it's aggregate toxin, and and you know you're you're faced with the body's decreasing ability because of maybe failing mitochondrial ability or or increased mitochondrial dysfunction, so to speak, to actually de- detox with with increasing toxins, whether it's corn syrup, whether it's like nickel or or what have you, stress aluminum. can yeah. be toxic. Uh, yeah, aluminum. 
Uh, and and as time goes on, our ability gets our, our body's ability to detox gets less and less. And 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 therein lies the problem. So answering my question, so it's when aggregate you, risk. Yeah, when you say it's complex, it means all of the above. Well, let's so the vessel, the product, everything. Yeah, but let's let's go ahead and look at like what some of the data is showing. And Doc's one hundred percent right, right there. And you need to immediately go to your cabinet and grab your aluminum deodorant, throw out all of your mm-hmm. aluminum pans and everything like that. Okay, soon to be on marketplace, my well, aluminum pan. Well, hold on. <laughs> Because the reality is all the data is showing that now when we look at dementia Mm -hmm. and we look back at this, a study just came out, it's pre-published, in people with cognitive decline, the association with constipation and cognitive decline is actually Mm -hmm. very significant. And then when you look at dementia and you do an analysis asking the spouse or the caregiver, the reality is is that 10 to 20 years before gastrointestinal symptoms started to develop. So what I'm getting at is, is that the root cause of dementia, like look at aluminum, don't eat that aluminum over there. You get rid of your pans because it has nothing to do with the shit we were just talking about. PUFAs, the high fructose corn syrup, it comes down to inflammation. Okay. It's inflammation. The body does a remarkable job of getting rid of these insults. But when you continually fucking take an insult, your body develops inflammation to it. So uh, I like I like that. It's like comes down to insults, but when you yeah. continually fucking take in insults, when you're continually like doing that. it, yeah. So yeah, yeah. when you have an inflammatory food, we have we have what is known as so you eat, you take in the outside world, you take whiskey and you bring it in. Your body has to do this. You're taking in the outside world. We're a tube within a tube. Therefore, oh. in that tube, you have something called a called a barrier. You have a tight junction. Now. Pre-Jaws, in Jaws era, where everybody was thin and all this other stuff. 70s. We can actually come down to, and we did, I think we looked this up. We had the dates when the high fructose corn syrup was sort of enacted, when these industrial seed oils were implemented, and all these other things. And it really happened somewhere in the mid-80s, late-80s. And this trend just spikes. So my thing is that when you eat inflammatory things or you have an infection, or we mess with the microbiome, you take this tight junction and you make it leaky, okay? Mm-hmm. Permeable, and it's called intestinal permeability. And when that happens, you have this constant feedback loop of the body going, what the fuck is this? And yeah. going, do mm-hmm. something. And it hands it to a white cell, and Brad's like, get out of here, and goes back. But then the next meal, you do it again. Yeah. And the body just goes, shit, do something. Yeah. And you have inflammatory cytokines that go up, and when that happens, you have a leaky gut, and then you have brain permeability also. You have a blood-brain barrier, which now we can soak, where they've taken it, and you can soak it in certain inflammatory cytokines, mm-hmm. or you can soak it in things that create an inflammatory response, and you'll see that it becomes permeable. Once that becomes permeable, meaning leaky brain, um, then you can actually, your brain freaks out because it has one type of cell, it's called a microglial cell, and it just starts punching the shit out of it. Whatever comes through there, it starts punching, and it starts hitting other brain cells. My point of this scientific rant is, fuck, yes, aluminum may do a little bit, but my God, every damn day we're eating this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah so it's the product, ultimately. And, so- and, and then you gas, your, <laughs> you, you gas your abilities 
uh, your body's ability to actually deal with the insult. Yeah. You gas it out. And, and, and that's like premature aging. Okay. Decreased longevity. And, and I, I, I think that's what we're seeing in our population right now. Uh, the inability to have babies, infertility. Mm. Oh, wow. That's not from COVID vaccines? Well, I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> oh, that's but, also another segment. Oh, that's, yeah. just, that's just death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another personal story that I've talked with him about before is in 1999, I was diagnosed with GERD. I'd wake up in the morning. I would just fucking puke. No re- I'd just wake up. Not, I'd never touch coffee. It was usually like a sip of orange juice. Was, I would just puke. And athletics, uh, if I overexerted myself, I would just puke. Finally, went to the doctor, drank the berry and milkshake. Oh, you have gastroesophageal reflux disease, acid reflux. Here's Prilosec. And I was telling him, I'm like, there's a, a strange correlation about the time that Prilosec hit the market. Then the um, seed oils have been prominent in, in being used for about a decade at that point, and then suddenly I'm diagnosed with this issue, and then all of a sudden here's this solution that's just like readily available. And now here we are 20 years later, and it's like, yeah, everybody's everybody takes Prilosec, right? Everybody's on some sort of uh, Omeprazole, right? Mm-hmm. PPI. I, yeah, definitely. I think that what you're getting at is there's a lineage between did some, did some force or did some discovery or some product play a role in developing a disease that ultimately ends in a pharmaceutical solution. Yeah. And I think the answer, oh, unfortunately, is yeah. yes. Okay. And it happens yeah. over and over again. I've like spent a lot of time trying to figure out how exactly does it happen. And what I think, and I could be wrong, but it's almost as if you can have a really, really good company making great products that are minimally processed. But it's almost like the moment, especially nowadays, that they give in and they become acquired by a large conglomerate or VC money or something bigger where they aren't in control of their true QC, their quality control, it's like that's when the substitutions begin to happen. My most recent example is Dave's Bread. Mm-hmm. Dave's Killer Bread is, is, a, is an organic bread brain, uh, brand. We and, have bags and, of Dave's at home. And it's great. Yeah. Except for here recently, now that they've gotten VC money, now the white bread suddenly has canola oil. Didn't have it Fucking two and a half years ago. Now, the, the, most of their breads don't do it yet, Yeah, but they did it with that one. They did it with their regular whole wheat, and then they uh, have now injected uh, canola oil into their English muffins and their, and their bagels, which is, yeah. is just kind of sucks because they didn't do it 24 months ago. Yeah, But that's, that's where the change happens. So <clears throat> I envision at least that part is where someone says, well, we're, we're the margin company. We don't, they, they already run this product. But we're going to make more margin if we do this. And then someone just makes that decision. And it's done. Yep. And then it's just done. Yeah. And so then I think that what gets to absorb and then d- develop a new process to make a quote-unquote solution, even though I don't agree with it, is going to be the pharmaceutical end. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, this is the trend that happens because this is what's going to be consumed, and these are the people that are doing it, and this is the area that sells that product. And then that's what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. And you can see that on full display with – you see, uh, if you watched uh, either Dope Sick or Painkiller and the way that they dealt no, with uh, the Sackler shows. family. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. You, you tell people yeah. they've got pain, you give them a pain scale, and suddenly you've got a new customer. You're, you're, you're inflicting the problem and then saying, well, I also have the solution. Yeah. As I was you know, more apparent as time goes on, I was 17 when I was diagnosed with GERD. But now you look back and say, man, I, nobody talked about GERD before 95 or whatever. That was never heard of and all of a sudden this is now a diagnosis and here's something you can take to help with that well and 
you know, think about how well PPIs proton work. pump inhibitors. That's right. Yeah. It sounds like something that is awful. <laughs> like well, you're, if you're inhibiting a natural, I mean, you do have people process. who are suffering day in and day out. Now they're suffering for very good reasons. They're suffering because the, the foods what's that, available to that it. their GI system is, is on rebellion. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and then you throw this proton pump inhibitor and they're, they're suffering less, mm-hmm. but they end up on a daily proton pump inhibitor. So I'm going to punt just a, just yeah, something here please, real quick because please. Ken's not saying anything, but ultimately, you, you know, his with, with Autron TL yes, started yeah. off with a, is it actually the parent company of Autron Teal is KBS research. Okay. It's the official name of the company that owns Autron Teal and the newly released Autron Teal Pro. Okay. Ken himself is a many year sufferer of G is of GERD, mm-hmm. gastrointestinal uh, reflux disease. So, um, what would you think then, Chance, if you had an opportunity to not be on the PPI but be controlled more naturally? Oh, I would. I would absolutely jump on that, and I I can do it with not eating shit. You know, and I can do it by not drinking whiskey. I mm-hmm. can go a week without taking a Prilosec or a Nexium or whatever. What if I said you can eat as much shit as you want? But that's, whatever kind of shit I don't want to do you that. Like. I want to like hold goat shit or <laughs> yeah, it's like you can get down on that. But if that's the case, down. If you can get down on this goat and not have acid reflux. <laughs> yeah, hey, goat won't give you acid reflux. <laughs> but yes, if that's the case, if I still wanted to eat shit, drink like shit. How can I do that naturally? So when we're talking about earlier, it was like, does aluminum cause dementia? You know, you're going to, you know this well, that right now they've done all these studies where they look and they have blamed this whole class of drugs because it's the most prescribed Mm. associated with dementia, with strokes, with heart attacks, with osteoporosis, and the list goes PPIs. The list goes on and on. Yeah. So we have to find an alternative. We're working on that. Um, I'm pretty excited because I have been 30 years. I've had acid reflux. I have, there's, I have a hiatal hernia. Mm-hmm. I try to eat well. It's, I've never been able to get off these medications. I've used every one that has come out because they give me samples. Yeah. And fortunately, I think I've kind of got this thing narrowed down. If I could fix myself, which I kind of joke around. We're like, if I, what, when we have something available for my colleagues, I want to go to a, I'm, I'm going to go to a meeting and describe you know, a patient. I'm like, I had a 52 year old patient who was non-compliant, refused to quit drinking, refused to quit, you know, doing pre-workout I stuff, refused to whatever. Had a is this the same as asking for a friend? <laughs> yes. yes, it is. And then, uh, so while I've been trying to develop this kind of thing, I've, uh, I, I was at the hospital and I got a video of this and I can't, I mean, I'll show you guys afterwards because it's pretty funny, but I scoped myself just uh, last November, but the tech was not, didn't start the equipment right. And so I got this bite block in sort of like a Pulp Fiction gag (laughs) style thing. And I can't talk and I'm trying to scope myself and I'm gagging. And I realized that the air's off and I just go, (laughs) and they're running around going, what, what's he saying? I'm like, it's air. It's all caught on film. So that'll be the I'm going to present the case yeah. and then show everybody it was me the whole time. Okay. Because I... You're seriously 52? That yeah. is freaking Holy awesome. Holy shit, dude. Killing yeah. it. Yeah. That's some... I'm, 
great inspiration to make it to 52 looking that good. <laughs> just <laughs> no fact, homo. No homo. Just the fact that you scoped yourself. That's pretty that's awesome. impressive. Well, yeah. okay, so I was planning on to segue into this, but it's not all doom and gloom based on the shit you eat. Like, there are, there are helpful things. And uh, we can segue into the Autron um, Tills uh, products and then talk about some of the solutions through these things that you've talked about on the last, what, seven or eight episodes of the Gut Check Project? Um, talking neural, 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 yep. help that me thing. doctors. Yeah. Neurologic, <laughs> neurologically. Is that a word? Is that the right word? So you mean, uh, it's like to make your brain better. Yeah. Neurology. Okay, that's what I'm or, looking for. Yeah. Uh, flavonoids. You speak to, you spoke. Oh my God. Enough of the whiskey. You spoke on flavonoids extensively and their, uh, assistance in keeping you cognitively well. So this is something when I developed Altron Teal originally, it was based around a particular problem, mm-hmm. which is irritable bowel, bloating, change in bowel habits, bacterial overgrowth. These are all, that's what we did the research on. Since then, and Eric has been along for the ride. Remember, I planted this seed, so he was there from yes. the beginning. We have seen this evolve, and we have been working with scientists, and we have been literally at the front edge of the science of these molecules, which are called polyphenols. Mm-hmm. And so people go, oh, I want my polyphenols. You can turn on a YouTuber and they'll be like, make sure you get your polyphenols. And mm-hmm. you know, you have um, <clears throat> the plant paradox guy that sells a bunch of polyphenols, but it's way more complicated than that. So polyphenols you, will be the bracket. I polyphenols guess. is like saying plants. Okay. So under there, what plants are there? What plants do what? And so on. And not all polyphenols are built the same. And so this is the stuff that we're working with. And we've got some, uh, we did an episode with uh, Dr. Sylvia Molino, and she's from Spain. It was awesome. It was the first time Eric has spoke Spanish on the podcast. So it was great. I was sounding things out. I wouldn't say it's speaking Spanish. How far back was that one? I don't, Uh, I guess a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think it was during COVID, but it was awesome because we opened it with Eric speaking Spanish because she lives in Spain and um, English is sort of like fifth language or something like that. One of these super smart people. And so yeah. she just nice. laughed at me. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't very good. <laughs> she interrupted Eric. She's like, Eric, Eric, I speak English. <laughs> and I was like, nice. That was awesome. That was really but, good. Try. But did you sound Italian? When, when Doc speaks Spanish. <laughs> no, he sounds French. <laughs> it's, it's French. Yeah, it's French. <laughs> A bueno. A bueno. A bueno. <laughs> oh, he was doing a, he was, he was talking to, we had, we had this uh, little local food truck on once and they're all from Mexico and they were in here and he was trying to talk to him about peppers. And he's like, I can't even talk. Yeah. I can't talk to like Hispanic people in English, English. without yeah, a Hispanic and, and they flair. Can, they can speak. Perfect English. Italian flair and like a French <laughs> yeah. accent. So he's got like it's the like, Italian hand yeah. movements. So what uh, ingredients do you have yeah. in this? Uh, What's was, going on here? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Doc, they can speak English. You just talk to them. <laughs> so she totally like, you know. <laughs> She's she, like, she like leans forward. She's like, it's a taco. <laughs> it's a taco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she was right on it. She was down on that. <laughs> She was uh, all down on tacos. Yes. On so, I mean, but so just to kind of fish with this, our science where this is really going is super cool because if you're doing things for brain health, if you're doing things to decrease inflammation, it really matters on what type of polyphenol you're taking. Mm-hmm. When you take a, and this is like when you 
unfortunately, it just gets really, it sounds complicated, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You take a small phenolic molecule, like a Lego piece, and you put a couple more Lego pieces on it, and then it becomes a flavonoid. Then you take a couple of these flavonoids, more Lego pieces, and then it becomes something called a proanthocyanidin. And now I've got this Millennium Falcon-looking Lego piece, and then I put a bunch of those together, and that becomes the largest, most stable polyphenol called a tannin. And now it's the Death Star okay. in a Lego model. And then when like you, a good Death Star, like a good Death yeah. Star. It, it, the imperialist are the good guys. The, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm not a Lego guy nor a Star Wars guy. I'm sort of blowing this analogy everywhere it. you can so do it. So it's the Death Star if you're like, if you're Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a very compassionate Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be on Team Death Star. So then you have this molecule that has all the flavonoids, that has all the proanthocyanidins in it. That's the one that you want. Okay. So when you take it, Mother Nature, meaning your body, knows what to do with it, and it can break it down. So, like, for instance, this is the, the Cabracho Colorado in Atrantil that you're holding there is the largest, most stable polyphenol that can actually be ingested, and that's what makes it so unique. And so if you have the right microbiome, meaning if you have the right bacteria to break it down, then what it can do is inside of that are all these other molecules that people are going to the store and they're buying. Mm -hmm. They're buying quercetin. They're buying green tea extract. They're buying cumeric acid. They're buying this. It's all in this larger molecule. Mm -hmm. So you have these um, supplement people that are like, oh, I read an article that quercetin's good. Let's just make a bunch of quercetin. I'm like, just make the parent molecule. Yeah. And that's, that's where we're headed. And it's super exciting because... They're doing this research. They're showing it improves microbial diversity. And what I mean by that is for your, for your group, for instance, whiskey has polyphenols. I do remember you saying that now, and I marked that down as a note. I'm like, oh, yeah, four and a half ribeyes a day and whiskey to wash yeah. it down with. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm liking so, you better. So if, you're, if your wife gets mad at you when you're just chugging whiskey watching the game, say, I'm working on my microbiome. woman. <laughs> Speaking of, let's take a break here just for a second. Can you pour me the whiskey that our uh, doc came me the whiskey that our br- uh, yeah that be you doc? Well, thank you, Eric. See, this is how it works. This is how when I can't reach it and I ask for help. This right. is how it works. Yeah, you, you got a helpful work. guy sitting here. I know, I know, right? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I asked Doc to pass the whiskey. He was just, yeah, I'll start our, talking Our good about buddy, uh, Will Wright from the Ride House Arts, brought this back from Missoula, Montana. The Devil's Brigade whiskey. It's 80% American bourbon and 40% Canadian, eh? But uh, it comes from the namesake, I guess, of a brigade of soldiers um, after Hitler in World War II. It's a bit more comprehensive than that. So is this uh, like the... the Brigade of soldiers that you know that movie Brad Pitt was in. Uh, Were they hunted Nazis? Could have been glorious yeah. bastards. Yeah, glorious bastards. Yeah, glorious, glorious bastards. In, in, in yeah, glorious, yeah. Inglorious yeah. bastards. Inglorious? Yeah, he was also in a tank one too, right? Right. Was, was, a, that, was that the Devil's one. Brigade? I don't know if that was the Devil's Brigade okay. or not. Somebody fact check. But anyway, call movie, the doc so. line. That's, Five five five. Yeah, call the five 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 five. There you go. We're he, just said, he just said they're real good at killing nazis. Nazis. Yes. Yeah. Killing nazis. Nazis. Yes, All right. So I, I, I just want to throw this out there because you said Missoula, Montana. Uh-huh. That is where my dad is from. Are so you serious? Every summer we would drive out to Missoula, Montana, visit oh, my man. cousins. 
go onto a lake, and we I would sit there and troll for trout. Yeah. I would wake up early. I would catch trout for the whole family. Trout and eggs we'd have. Yeah, that brings back mm. great memories. My, Missoula, Montana. My stepdad is from Missoula, so that's where this flag goes. He was a Salish Indian of the, the Kootenai. Ah. Or sorry, not uh, the Flathead Nation. The Kootenai is the other branch or whatever, brigade of those Old Indians. Moonshadow. <laughs> it's good whiskey. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a really good whiskey. I'm impressed. It's not garbage at all. No. Because that's yeah, good for, stuff. For I get some of these, you Canadian know. Canadian bullshit in it. It's not bad. Yeah, these yeah. novelty whiskeys, and it's like, yeah, okay, that's neat. No, this, this is good. Yep. It's good. A lot of cinnamon. It's got all of the Canada with none of the Trudeau. Good. <laughs> no. Wow. Yes. Sorry. On, on this no. show, his name is Turdo. 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 I think that should be their slogan. Yeah. All of the Canada, none of none the Trudeau. Of the Trudeau. <laughs> that is beautiful. I bet a lot of British Columbia would agree with that. Yeah, I bet oh, they would too. Haven't they tried to secede and become part of the United States at some point? They have. But you know what this whiskey is full of is polyphenols. There it you is. Go. <laughs> hey, yeah. um, some proof in the pudding on the Autron Teal story, though. I'll just say this about, you know, Ken's talking very technical about how the polyphenols work and what they do. And, and But in the end, maybe people are listening to your show are like, okay, what does that mean to me? I can tell you that after the NDA, after, you know, we we're going to do all this other kind of stuff, uh-huh. what I had never really told Ken is that I was living a life of IBS myself. I mean, I was driving... If I had a full day in the OR, yeah. I'm downing coffee yeah. to force myself to go to the bathroom so I wouldn't have an emergency while I'm at oh my God. A, so, the yeah. OR. And the, so essentially, and I knew where every clean bathroom was from yeah. my house in Decatur through the Metroplex, regardless of where it was. Yeah. It happened to be in a, in a particular gas station before there was Bucky's and, uh, or you know which hospital or which hotel had a great lobby, whatever. I knew... Which stops. Well, then Guessing s- none of those were uh, Waffle House. Not a single uh, one was a Waffle yeah. House. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I start taking regular Autron Teal, and within about seven to eight days, and since that time, which was in 2015, I have, my memory has faded on where those bathrooms are. I don't get up in the morning worried about what's going to happen to me at the day. In fact, I feel like I did long before I had that GI change. I was just a guy who was ignoring it for probably about eight years. Yeah. Right. I started taking Ultron Teal, and then it's actually was was the coolest thing for someone like me in a company like that. Is I'm I'm a hundred percent of a believer, and we were told when we launched Ultron Teal that our rebuy rate target was between eight to eleven percent. If we could get there, then we have a product that's that's doing well. Our repurchase yeah. rate is at 40 to 41%. Wow. So if someone buys it, there is a 40% chance that they are going to come back and get ha- more. Have and some beneficial response. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's really not, and this so is when not you, cost when prohibitive. You say regular, mm-hmm. what, what is it? Oh, so what you'll have, what you have in your hand now is the newly rolled out, probably about 18 months ago, Autron Teal Pro. I'll let Ken talk about that. Uh, okay. But I will say that uh, here in town, Herbs and More, our oh, local, they they, they've, oh, nice. they've had, yeah. uh, you know, they've been strong supporters of Autron Teal ever since we we started, and uh, Carol and her team there have, have done a great job representing it. But Ken met with a, a microbiologist from Microbiome Labs, and I'll let him talk about uh, Pro and why it's a little okay, bit different. Okay, before, oh, before we get Sorry. there, I want to do a little bit of uh, background kind of work, and, and because, you know, we've talked about several gastrointestinal conditions that that I feel are just kind of different flavors ah, flavors flavonoids uh, of the same uh, condition but but it you know it's we initially said GERD and then we said 
we talked about constipation and then we talked about IBS. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I was wondering if you can, would kind of map that on kind of newer or m- mature concepts or gastrointestinal concepts of like dysbiosis, SIBO, leaky gut, the, the tight junctions that you were talking about. Like, will you explain how we've kind of updated our scientific view of these kind of conditions, IBS being very, very common and, and how we look at those differently now. Yeah, that is, that is awesome for bringing that up. And when you say we, that would be people like you and me, Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of my colleagues that are not on board yet with this shift. And so if you have ever been told that you have irritable bowel syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome by definition is the symptoms are abdominal pain relieved with defecation for lasting more than three months. It's a trash can diagnosis. The most common symptom is bloating and it's not even included. So what ends up happening is you have these issues. You have what Eric had. You're almost pulling into a waffle house to take a poop and you're like, nope, not here. I'm going to go to Bucky's where they're clean. Or just, or just outside. Or just outside. <laughs> Sometimes so, you have to. A bar yeah, ditch I mean, works. It happens. And so my typical second opinion patient will be somebody that has come to me and they have been told, they went to a doctor, they went to a gastroenterologist, they went to their, their family practice doctor. The doctor said, okay, let's try, some, let's try a few things here. It's not working. Go to a gastroenterologist. Gastroenterologist does an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. And then you wake up from that and said, good news. It's just IBS. It's just irritable bowel syndrome. But you have been told it's good news, but you leave and you still feel like shit. Mm. You still bloat after you eat. You still have constipation. You still have diarrhea. You still have abdominal pain. So you don't feel better about this at all. Well, this paradigm shift took place. And it's right where ulcers were in 1982. And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because when you said GERD didn't exist and then it seemed like it popped up. In 1982, a guy won the Nobel Prize for discovering a bacteria called Helicobacter. So it's H. pylori, Helicobacter pylori. Helicobacter pylori, it used to be thought that ulcers were caused by stress. So this person that was told IBS they were given a prescription for an antidepressant because they said, you have these issues because you're depressed. Stress. So when somebody shows up to my office and they've been told IBS and I see their antidepressants and I'm like, wow, they have not even been treated for the real disease. Same thing took place with H. pylori. 1982, this guy wins the Nobel Prize and everybody goes, oh shit, ulcers are caused by bacteria. Let's get rid of this bacteria. Because we, because it just showed up. It was like an alien that landed in 1982. Yeah. So we started hitting everybody hard with antibiotics. What did that do? That got rid of the H. pylori, but it also disrupted their microbiome, which is what Doc's saying is dysbiosis, which means that you have this shift. So the same thing is taking place here, where all of a sudden we realize that a lot of these people that are being told that it's in their head, it's in their gut. They have bacteria growing where it shouldn't be. And that's known as small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO. Not to get too sciencey, bottom line is if you eat and you bloat, and a lot of times there are other symptoms, skin issues, rosacea, eczema, brain fog. Yeah. 
And if this goes on, so if you have these things and you've been told IBS, I implore you to find somebody like Doc Fagley that can actually talk to you about what's really going on. Mm -hmm. Here's why. It's the canary in the mine shaft. You brought up dementia earlier and you kind of saw my little rant and I did the podcast no-no and smacked the table. So you're going to have to edit that thing out. No, I smack the table all the time. It's him that hates yes, it. I'll so. tell him about it all the time. It's my yeah. table. I'll smack it. <laughs> so um, the, the issue is, is that when we have this thing that good news, it's just IBS. And I got done telling you that dementia, when we look back, Almost everyone has some gut issue before the brain issue. Uh That means that inflammation starts in the gut. If the inflammation continues in the gut, then that is what results in not only dementia, heart disease, skin issues, diabetes, and autoimmune processes. Mm -hmm. When we look at the number of chronic diseases, we are not decreasing at all. No matter how much our technology increases, no matter how much we have this pharmaceutical, these drugs that come onto the market, we continue to increase our disease process. You can look at this for, there's a million reasons. Those pharmaceuticals aren't curing, they're just treating. They're just treating. And we've developed this machine that we need this chronic disease. Other countries that have a social medicine type standard, we're launching in Europe here shortly, they really look to try and decrease that. So I want to rephrase that when a doctor says, good news, your endoscopy and your colonoscopy are normal, it's just IBS, it should be followed with, it's just IBS, but you have a much higher likelihood of developing dementia, autoimmune disease, um, cancer, and things like that. Like We should not be so benign about this process. But... If you come to me and you're like, man, I just get bloated after I eat. I'm like, that's the canary in the mine shaft. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump on you and fix this problem. And we're going to prevent my massively transformative goal will be to cure dementia someday. And it's not going to be by giving a drug. Friend, fair enough. But it's not just bloating, too. I heard you talk about uh, bowel movements. Maybe you are pooping regularly, but maybe you don't uh, feel relieved. Like you're not clearing your bowels. Maybe you still feel some sensation there. Like you're, that's also a symptom, right? That's, yes. So that gets a little bit more nuanced in that you need a squatty potty if that's happening. Okay. You need to change your angle of defecation, which is a whole separate podcast. And I'm, I'm going to need about three hours for that. I one. mean, we, we are yeah. progressive here. We all have bidets now. So nice. <laughs> I, I have a squatty potty. Are you so, serious? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, let me. Let me tell you the story. So um, during the big freeze that happened in Dallas, yes. my house got flooded. And so it, it gave us an opportunity to move out and my wife an opportunity to rebuild the whole house. And one of the first things I did, so I wake up super early and I get ready in a different bathroom in the guest bathroom. So I turn it into my bathroom. Yeah. So I put a steam room in there and I've got one of those like kick-ass Japanese toilets. Oh, you have the one oh. that like greets you with got warm lighting. Got the full iPad connected to it. it. Open the lid as you walk Dude. up to Dude. it. It does it all. So <laughs> it does everything. I can control it with my remote control and then like you can have like like motivational sayings like when you like sit down on it. And so the one that I have is that uh, is every time I sit down, it goes, 
You're so big. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. And that just gets ever. my day started. Yeah. Great. <laughs> He's also got an anal wasabi spray. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. I mean, clears the sinuses. It might as well clear out the, yeah. <laughs> everything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not the Jeez. pills. It's the Japanese spray in, in your. In your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it's cleaning it out. I mean. uh, okay, so in all fairness, it doesn't talk, but I do say that every time I sit down. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, you got to pep talk it. It's, uh, <laughs> that's a, you, you think about it, what goes into uh, producing a, a well-formed shit? I mean, it's it's not easy. It's such a taboo subject in this country. Everybody's right. like, oh, I, I had to poop. We can't talk about it's like, that. It's like, got to sit down. You got to get your breathing right. You know, it's don't, like get, yeah. exert like appropriate abdominal pressure. I don't know. How do you breathe? Give us your technique on it. It's a, it's a, oh, well, okay. <laughs> oh, since you bring it up, uh, you know, like if you really think about this, whenever you're about to take a dump, yeah, then, then you like, <laughs> you get a, get a few preparatory breaths, you know, and fill up that yeah. abdomen and then, and then you, about the third or fourth breath, you, you, you fill up that abdomen and then you hold it. And you just press, and 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 that produces the shit that produces. Uh, you might, but I can't. You might have a problem. <laughs> you do all that. that produces well, hemorrhoids. I don't think you can overstate the the squatty potty. No, I also think that uh, it comes down to recognizing that relaxing is one of the most critical things to do it when you want to defecate. That doesn't sound relaxing. What he was talking. No, about. it's 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 a it's a valsalvic. Yes, it's, a, it's uh, both a tension and a relaxation. Yeah. So you want to engage this thing called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the parasympathetic nervous system main nerve. And your entire GI system moves because of it. Rest and digest. So if you can relax, then that's what you want to do. And ironically, taking the phone, anything that, that uses blue light or whatever while you're in there, actually pulls you out of rest. And that's Damn. a cool point. I I've not even thought about I that. I can't poop without yeah. reading something so, anymore. Well, but, but if you do, think of something that's on paper or physically printed and not on a screen. Yeah. So literally blue light, the phone, the little hand transmitters that we all walk around with, they emit enough even just through light to basically give you heightened awareness. It's like it, activate your flight mode. Definitely does. Yeah. And so if it's drawing onto the sympathetic expression, it's going to pull away from parasympathetic oh, or vagus cool. nerve engagement. It's unfortunate because all these podcast notes that are jotted down on the toilet. Yes. And not, I'm, not all of them, but most of them. Yeah, and that's where I, that's where I get all my conspiracy time is while I'm on the toilet when I'm looking at yeah. to the TikTok. TikTok. I would, yeah. The TikTok. I would recommend alternating. So, so we're gonna, one. I will one. say this. Like, like, I would like you all to stop doing that, but that would ruin my hemorrhoid business. Because since the phone came out, the hemorrhoid business, and I'm not kidding about this, the hemorrhoid business has exploded in all ages. I'm going to have to get you to check mine out. Yeah, what's, what's up with the how does a phone... I like how you said explode the hemorrhoid business. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly like what Eric's saying, you first of all stimulate the sympathetic system, and then many people get on their phone and they get emotionally charged with what they're looking at, Facebook, whatever. When that happens, your pelvic muscles tighten up. We've had Dr. Taylor Reyes on a few times, a pelvic floor specialist discussing this. Those, and then the way that that toilet is set up, it's inappropriate for actual pooping. So our Western toilets actually suck. You go... Once again, wiping our ass wrong mm -hmm. and sitting on them wrong. Yeah. So if you go to the Middle East or the, or the Far East, you're squatting every time, which is how we're supposed to poop. 
So you, when you sit on a toilet in the exact position of the way that most toilets are built, they're built to be comfortable to the person so they can get up and get down real easy. Well, the pressure all folds into the middle of that. So you have the center of gravity. That's where your hemorrhoids are. So they will swell up. Then you're on your phone and you're, not, you're forgetting that you're actually pooping. You're getting all tense. And then you have to actively do breathing and try and go, okay, or, or you're straining and the muscles are all tight. That all leads to hemorrhoidal engorgement. And so, like, as much as I want everybody to quit taking their phone into the bathroom, which we do tell everybody on our Instagram reels and everything, you know, deep down, it's it, good for business. It's good for business. <laughs> I, I'm sure he's tired of it, but every now and then I'm like, Doc, I got anal cancer. And then I'm like, never mind, it's just my hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> To this, he hasn't asked me to come in though to have a good look at it though. Yeah, just to be I know. sure. I'm really curious why. I mean, I, I, help me out, bro. I should take a look. <laughs> no, you're Face right. Face time, yeah, right. Face time. I'm gonna call I, your old wife and hey, Sarah, I need some help. Just get in there real good. Instead, I I keep trying to sell you a cancer test. I know. Well, yeah. eventually, I'm not yet forty. But I will. I know. A thousand bucks. Yeah, eight hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just to tell you, you're going to die. <laughs> that age is getting younger every it year. Is. It's, it's true. Younger. It's true. I have 100%. a cousin that says uh, she's in her, uh, uh, just about to be in her 50s, and she's like, we've had a few friends in our, their mid-40s that have all been diagnosed, not all, but have been diagnosed with uh, some sort of um, bowel cancer. Oh. Uh, it, yeah. Just, well, it's it's no small thing. Yeah. I mean, it's. You know, we've got this now bimodal distribution of, of cancer, and we've, we're kind of a, attending to the top end. So basically the older colon cancer people, but we have this burgeoning, like, young colon cancer population, you know, 35 years old wow. is kind of like the, the mid, you know, population. And that's, that's really it's scary. Col- colon cancer? Yeah, colon cancer. What Don't- the hell is that from? Everything. Yeah. I mean, Everything we've talked about yeah. this whole episode. Yeah. So thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. Back to the point. Like, yeah. That your gut microbiome is your first line of defense. That's yeah. I think your, we, and I think we went off in a rabbit hole. Did you ever explain all this? No, yeah. So, yeah. so this we is, were getting into happens. pro. We, yeah. Go over here and over here. I'm trying to pro. Yeah. Pro. Like how so it. Can the difference differs. between pro and, and regular? Um, I will let you tell the difference. I will tell the story because you said Ken met a microbiologist, which is not true at all. We were at a meeting and Eric had set up. He said, there's this microbiologist at the International Functional Medicine meeting. Yeah. And he goes, we're going to do a podcast. So Eric loaded up all our podcast shit and we drove, we got an Airbnb, which I'm so good at setting this shit up that I (laughs) set up the Airbnb and I did it for the day after. And so Eric rolled into this woman's house the day before. And she was like, who are you? Yeah. And what's going on? <laughs> Why? What is all this stuff you have with you? She just looked at me and she said, I believe you're a day early. And I was like, I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> so what? She just give you a room in the back? No, she just called somebody. She said, it's fine. The house is clean. You can just, you just come in. And I was like, wow, this is, I said, I'm sorry. And she goes, no, uh-huh. it's cool. And I mean, actually, she was really really awesome. She was super cool about it, but that's that's why I should not be in charge of setting anything up. <laughs> she, she was the microbiologist. And then, no, yeah. And then Eric should be in charge of setting stuff up, and so he said, hey, we're going to have this guy on, and he's going to be on our podcast. Uh-huh. An amazing PhD, a microbiologist, one of the smartest people I've ever met, engaging, funny, all this stuff. 
and he came on the podcast. Kieran Christian is his name, and just kicked crazy knowledge on the microbiome. Crazy knowledge on why traditional probiotics don't work, which is what we have sort of been saying for a long time. Yeah. He had a lot of science behind it and about how spore biotics work. And we had so much fun doing that that uh, he's like, man, he's like, my team's here, your team's here. He's like, let me take you guys to dinner tonight. And then at dinner is when over a few glasses of wine, Atrantil Pro was born. And I'll kick it back to you. So basically, the in essence, what this does, Atrantil Pro is basically a, a combination of incredibly powerful yet natural polyphenols to, to take care of everything that we're talking about. However, there are many people when they take polyphenols, if they don't have the equipment to handle the polyphenols, because it's really about what happens when polyphenols reach your colon. What happens is, is it turns into all of these postbiotic products, and it doesn't matter what they're called. It's butyrate, urolithin A, urolithin B, all of these things, they all essentially just know that they go out throughout your body, and they help natural processes occur. Okay. But if you don't have the right bacteria to allow those mechanisms to happen, then they just simply won't happen. It's like having a key to start a car. There's no car. So what these specific spores do is they reload the colon so that the colon is a good habitat for the other bacteria that you need to exist. And effectively, not only are they armed with the ability to initiate butyrate production in the colon, what they also have is they feature this very specific enzyme called Tannase. Now, that sounds like tannin because it's related. Mm -hmm. Tannase is specifically situated to break down tannins so that basically what Atrantil Pro does is it makes your colon efficient at breaking down these polyphenols, which we are telling you to be very, very beneficial. So why does it matter that it's these spore biotics? Ken said spore biotics compared to traditional probiotics are different, and they are. Traditional probiotics will be destroyed and eliminated in your stomach, and if not there, they'll be done so by the pancreatic, uh-huh. in, uh, pancreatic enzymes. Spores are the same thing. Just think of when you were young and your mom said, you know, babies play in dirt, it helps keep them healthy, and that's true. The bacteria that we took in from playing in dirt and all this other kind of stuff, those are all spores. Yeah. That's what they are. They're made to make it to the colon. That's made to inoculate your colon with what it is that we want in there. So that's exactly what those are. Short, Interesting. Yeah, short and sweet, but yeah. you need a key to start the car. You might as well have a car to put it in. So take take this bottle. If nothing happens, that means you don't have the car. Um, well, you can no, actually, not, actually, not actually, quite. I'll take it back. So if you take traditional Atron Teal and you feel worse, that means you don't have the right car to drive what we're giving you. Mm-hmm. Over time, it will improve. That is a biohack to get there quicker. It's the vehicle with the spores in it to do it. I run into a lot of trouble when I do other people's podcasts and things where people want to talk about probiotics. There is a probiotic called VSL number three, which is a prescription only, and it's super expensive. And they came to my office once, and they're like, we're so strong that we need to be in the refrigerator. And I'm like, oh, you mean that whole section like in Whole Foods? Yeah. I'm like, so your probiotic can't survive room temperature? How the fuck is it going to survive my gastric acid, yeah. pancreatic juices, in 98.4 degrees? True. Think about point. that. Yeah. And you're paying more yeah. money for the refrigerated shit. Yeah. What did they tell you? She looked at me and called me an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think I'm going to promote your product then. Yeah. Now, all that being said, I am a huge fan of fermented foods. Mm. I did bring a little thing for you guys. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I've been oh, looking yeah. at it this oh, whole time. Oh, that's what's in like, the basket. So Devin, when is he going to talk and, about and, this? And by you, you mean Devin. Devin. Yeah. So Devin, which is the our... The sweetest lady ever. Thank Devin, you, Devin. Devin is, I don't know, she was described once by one of her friends as the house mom <laughs> of the uh, deal. She yeah. made fresh sourdough. It looks amazing. From starter that is over five years old, mm-hmm. which means this is the same starter. Wow. She did fermented homemade butter to go with it. Oh, my goodness. And we've got crystallized local honey. Mm. And, uh, is, it, is, it from, is it Anna? Is it Anna? I, oh, she's got her finger I got to go to so, Devin so. Heaven one time. What's that yeah, like? But, yeah, whenever I showed up to Devin's house to uh-huh. do the podcast, man, she just welcomed me in. She started feeding me. And then finally, these guys showed up. But but I was already stuck. <laughs> I, I was already stuffed. Her, her house, her house is the green room. Her her entire house. Is yes. The green room yeah. We did. We did make one little mistake there, where she is such a good host, hostess, mm-hmm. that Eric and I were doing a podcast, and then we were going to do another podcast. Him and I were doing one, and then like we had back to back, like back to back. But we were having a good oh, time doing hardcore. ours, and we were, we were running a little late, and they showed up a little early, and Devin took it upon herself to uh, take Cece and Megan into the uh, into the green room. She made them a charcuterie board or Golly. cheese and meat board or whatever, yeah. and then she poured them a few, a few drinks. They had some fun, and we kept going, didn't realize that they were there. And then by the time we got them on, well, they were a little happy. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It, it was. It happened to be about a penis enlargement, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly what it was supposed to be. Yeah. But it was supposed to be a little bit more. Yeah. Polyphenols help out with that. Yeah. Too, right? <laughs> that is great. That's awesome. So I say pass it around. Uh, yeah, looks, let's. let's well, talk yeah, let me it. go ahead and. Uh, uh, Why are you so good to these guys, Devin? She's not going to talk. She does it like her voice, her her image on anything Jeez. digital. Yeah, everybody hates their own voice, Man. though. This we just might... gotten used to ours. Maybe. So uh, none of us just gives a shit. So <laughs> Ken, Ken himself is uh, gluten intolerant, uh, yes. severely so. So here's here's why we're doing sourdough bread from starter, um, and of course Devin gets her starter from Europe, and that's the the hand down, and she uh-huh. orders a special type of flour. And um, from from Italy, from Italy, and so all of that stuff that I'm mentioning is non-hybridized, meaning it's never gone through the process of being non-GMO or yeah. whatever we do here. Uh-huh. That's important because it has to do with the base gluten molecule. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, sourdough itself, as it matures and becomes the bread, the gluten molecule is then absorbed or destroyed during huh. that process. So that's why oftentimes people who are gluten sensitive or even some celiac disease people who travel over to Europe, they can, fine eat, with it. they can eat the bread over there. Okay, so the theory around here in America is the sensitivity is caused by Roundup cured crops. And I can't, for the life of me, I can't find any validity on that subject. I think that it has, and I could be wrong, and Doc, you may have sure. an opinion, but I sure, think sure. it has to do with the act of preparing all of these <clears throat> wheat seed mm-hmm. To be uh, to be able to withstand the spraying by Roundup or some other type of pesticide, so that transformation has basically so gluten itself is what everyone talks about where you have this allergy to. Yeah, 
but there's actually a, a component in there, and it's called gliadin. Okay. And so, and I know I'm using my hands, and this is an audio podcast, but imagine if the gluten molecule kind of looks like this. Yeah. And then when it's not becoming hybridized, suddenly this gliadin is just more exposed. So it's easier for this gliadin to then glom onto a dendrite or a nerve in your colon, eliciting this inflammatory response over and over again. Well, in Europe, where they don't where they still hybridize right. the wheat right. and stuff like that, it goes through different transformations, mm-hmm. and it's very, very normal here because it's been homogenized mm-hmm. over and over and over again. It has basically changed the shape and the availability of gliadin to cause oh. this serial inflammatory response. So whether it gets sprayed with Roundup or not may be inconsequential. Yeah. I say so I can't, and you're never going to find a farmer that says, "Yeah, we spray our crops with Roundup." Absolutely, they're never going to tell you that. But I know. To a certain point, like that's a giant expense. If you're if you're trying to dry out yeah. tens of thousands of acres of, of wheat or oats with Roundup, that's a huge expense versus waiting another two to four weeks of you know natural uh, weather to cure and dry that out so you can harvest it. Sure, I don't I, see that being realistic. Well, and I, I I think it's overly simplified too. But just just in that, I mean, we're looking at several changes. It's not just the use of pesticides. But it's also like the short wheat variety. Yeah, biomechanically uh, engineered. Yes, or bioengineered yeah. wheats. The, the yeast that are predominantly used mm-hmm. are different, and and so and and, and it's oh, yeah. just the the process mm-hmm. of like the mass process of bringing bread to millions of people. It's 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 just an ultra refined process. We just need to have the CEO of Monsanto on here and clear things uh, up. Yeah. Who, who is now owned by Bayer Pharmaceutical? Uh, I saw that. Wow. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so uh, the reason why I think why that, does he get that first? That's right, <laughs> man. <laughs> I can, <laughs> I'm sitting here. I can I can smell this sourdough. Yeah. It's good, right? So yeah. it's it's wild because when you have something, and Michael Pollan describes this in his I books. love that guy. Oh, uh, he's so great. Yeah. Um, you know, he just says, when you eat something, and he described sourdough, uh-huh. your body goes, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. This is the way I feel when I eat something this pure. One of the reasons why we wanted to share this is not only to just bring you all something cool because you've got a great show, but this is what we like to do with the podcast. Mm-hmm. We want to make things that are, there's an application that you can take. If you listen to Gut yeah. Check Project, I, what I the goal really for Ken and I both, and this is what we talk about, is we want to talk about this subject. <clears throat> How can we make this usable to anybody who hears it? Y'all do a great job. Yeah. Of it. You really do. I hope yeah. so. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to talk about it, but what's the takeaway? Yeah, uh, exactly. This is, this is garbage, by the way. Y'all should yeah. definitely not eat any. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so great. let's uh, let's all cheers a little bit of some oh, yeah. good homemade sourdough bread, yeah, some fermented yeah. butter. Cheers. Nice. Yes. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, Devin. To the microbiome. To the microbiome. It is to the microbiome. It's very tasty. It's so rich and dense, too. This is fucking good. Yeah. Like, I could probably take out your carotid artery if I needed mm. to with this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, Man. The other thing, notice, you got to work your jaws on this. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you read James Nestor's book called Breath, mm-hmm. he describes how we, through processed foods, have lost the whole concept of chewing our way to proper skull shape. Huh. Right? And thus, orthodontics yes. was born. Thus, the mouth breathers. 
Yeah. Well, now that yeah. it's a business thing now because you can buy these chewy thingies that you stick in your mouth and. and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called chewing. I mean, why do we have wisdom teeth removed? I mean, it's right. the craziest thing ever it that is. you have to have teeth pulled. If you yeah. look, well, and, and mine actually, were growing in horizontally. So, oh no, I, I agree. <laughs> but I think what maybe taking us there mm. was moving us away from chewing, oh, so yeah, actually food. chewing. He actually he actually talks about how in Africa they don't have orthodontists, and if you look, beautiful teeth, yeah, absolutely gorgeous teeth. No wisdom teeth need to be pulled, and it's all about early on eating. Tubers and things like that that you work the muscles and it actually spreads the bones and it does this. We're giving babies this little, you know, just yes. like pureed, pureed crap. Other countries don't do that. Yeah, what did I say for Cora? So- oh, so, so her favorite thing is uh, I've got tough pieces of, like, um, beef scraps. I'll cook them well done. Just a little bit of salt for flavor. And she loves just gumming on just those. Just gnawing uh, she, on them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And she's eight months now? She's uh, just a little over seven months. I was just, mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. So she's teething. Oh, God, that's a whole other subject. But she's teething. But she's really good about gumming on these tough things. To the pack where God, Sarah was reaching out. She was gumming on this thing. And she's starting to pull it apart. Like, she's starting to pull it and tear. I'm like, yeah. Sarah reached for her. And she's just like, it's <laughs> my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> the way to tell you, well, okay, you could still choke, but still, yeah. The the soft baby food, and now a lot of it is under uh, investigation for. Sherry said it: heavy yeah. metal um, toxicity, toxicity reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, go ahead. So, what's the solution to all this? You know, besides like correcting the problem that's there, the Home microbiome garden. problem, mm-hmm. the polyphenol problem, but. I yeah. love that fact that you asked that question. I think about this all of the time, and it's really, honestly, chance it's because of where you are right now as a young parent. Um, yeah. I'm a new grandparent. Yeah. So my granddaughter is about the same age as your daughter. Uh-huh. And what I see, and I talked to Ken about this relentlessly, is I see the way that my oldest son and his his wife are working to instill good habits already at a young age. I love the fact that you're talking about having your daughter chew on something. Um, Lainey, my daughter-in-law, works diligently to, I mean, even last night, I was I was in Lubbock, and we fed the almost seven-month-old little strands of chicken. And she just has uh-huh. four teeth poking through and mm-hmm. then two ready to come through, but she smiles, she loves it, she uses her hands, and she pulls at yeah. tiny little slivers of meat, but uh-huh. she's... She's, you know, she's working up to that, and they don't want to do a... It's amazing, like, it's instinctive to Yeah, them. they don't uh, want to do a Gerber, they don't want to do mm. a Gerber diet. They don't want to do something like that. They, Lainey's working really hard to only, only take care of the foods that she can't necessarily, quote-unquote, chew on her own, but at the same time, introduce as much as she possibly can. It's just natural. Right. And... Stay away from the refined sugar. Don't it don't start that habit. Don't start that dopamine kick yeah. in a kid that's young just because I mean yeah. I, I made that mistake. You don't have to give your your one year old a high uh sugary uh cake. They don't know yeah. it. They don't care. But we all make that mistake. Right. Yeah, yeah. everybody we we've talked to at length about that. And it's like 
it comes across almost at points of like blaming our parents, but they're not to blame. It's like what was available to right. them. Exactly. And look, we grew up on box cereal. We grew up on Pop Tarts. It was convenient. It was ready. It was what's available. And the and then the the heart healthy push was also there too. They told us it was okay. Yeah. I mean, we had faith in these institutions that we pay into. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we have to get over the insult. Recognize right. that it's not your fault. But it is your fault if you ignore it. You yeah. have to decide that you want to re-educate yourself. Right. You know, that's that's not a mild point you make. In the the insult, quote unquote, the insult, meaning that, okay, so did we have the wool pulled over our eyes? Maybe. Maybe to some degree. You know, it's like the the mechanisms with which we observed during the time of the COVID vaccine, like stretch that out over thirty to forty years and call it the the <laughs> dietary industry, right? You know, maybe there was a grand wool pulling, you know, so to speak. But there again, we just kind of as a population, we kind of fell into these very unhealthy patterns that I feel pass, like we're just now yeah. trying to recognize and kind of emerging do want, from. Do you want just the butter or you want the... You need the butter. Tr- just try that butter. Oh, my oh that God. butter is fantastic. So this is homemade fermented butter. That's yep. the yep. best butter I've ever had in my life. Oh, that's, my God. That's a but, Devin creation for sure. But I think it's like emerging from the insults. I think that's a way, uh, a healthy way to kind of view our most recent history. If I were to look at my own personal comments around somebody who tried to draw an association between, and I know this is controversial, but it just, just this subject, um, autism mm-hmm. and vaccine, or but what was never explained to me is it might even be as simple as a vaccine schedule. It doesn't really matter. It could right. be more or less, mm. but nobody really made available the data between adjuvants, which are things which are added to vaccines to right, what, which are necessary for them to do their job <clears throat> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't they don't highlight that, and it wasn't until recently I learned that not only did the CDC know that that study those studies existed, they were purposefully pulled away. Only people who say there's nothing to hide have something to hide. hide. Yeah. yeah, I mean, otherwise it should all be free and available, and I. Don't take my word for it. The receipts exist. And I didn't know that five years ago. Yeah, yeah. I would would be a little weary of being a uh, parent of a young child right now. There's tough decisions. Having to navigate where where you are. Yeah, I've I've even had to uh, reach out to him and say, hey, the... We opted out of the Hep B vaccine. She's my seven-year-old or seven-month-old daughter is not hanging out with drug dealers. You know, sharing needles. Um, she's not in, having in gay sex. Al- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's not in dark alleyways that having you, gay that sex. you know of. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, wait a minute. There's one more check. Not no prostitution, correct? Yeah, no prostitution yeah, no, that I know no, of. No yeah. prostitution. I mean, there's, no, drugs, no, there's, no gay sex does not need Hep B. <laughs> uh-huh. And they they want to do it the day they're born, yeah. which is insane. We've refused it every time. But there's also so that's the only one we've opted out of. The rest of them and the first. Round, I even told the doctor, like, I want separated vaccines. Don't I don't want the cocktail of everything all at once because of the adjuvants. It's so the first couple we spread out um, individualized vaccines, and then the last couple, it's like, okay, whatever, get it over with. But absolutely, no Hep B. Now I have to utilize him to get a um, an exemption for our daycare to say why. Uh, why we're opting out of the Hep B vaccine. I, I will say this: uh, one of the not to just tout an episode that we have, but one of the most 
brilliant people that we ever had on the show was a woman by the name of Liz Mumper. Mm-hmm. And she is a long-time Doc, Doc had his fingers crossed on that while you were talking. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> me, me. Please be me. Please be me. Please be me. <laughs> no, we just had a good old time. I, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He was number two, but she 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 was she was incredible, and she works for uh, Children's Health Defense. Hmm. And her own story is that she was cataloging the progress of her own patients, and she was able to go back and say, "I think that my schedule, my vaccine schedule, caused autism in at least this one child, if not a couple of others." And so she took great on her for like admitting that it motivated her to change her practice. Yeah, and. It motivated her to help people put together research. And she's been, I mean, she's been lambasted by everyone. And she just stands strong. Oh, no doubt. She just just stays the course. She's like, I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying if we change the schedule, we can prevent this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all she's saying. And in fact, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I think his last name is is Hooker. But his his son um, came down with autism, was completely fine and developmental. Everything was on track. And then... I think he said within two days afterwards, well, he's now working with Children's Health Defense, and he was able to show that if the MMR were put off uh, not at 18 months, but after three years, that specifically in young black, uh, young black kids, that their incidence of autism will, is it's sixfold more being done 18 months versus being done Later after on. the age three years. Yeah. Wow. Sixfold. Well, your, uh, your little brother and I also have a <laughs> classmate that was finally uh, an awarded a verdict that her son was injured. Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. By uh, vaccine injury. It's, yeah. It was a, a, wow. an awarded. Wow. Really? My wife has a friend. Wow. Uh, had a healthy, perfectly healthy baby child. And after um, a round of vaccines, dead. So, and can correct me on this number, but I think that, I think that, Doc, we even talked about it on the show, mm-hmm. but I think the incidence of autism in 1980 was one in 10,000? Yeah, I believe we did. One, one in 10,000? One in 10,000 kids in mm-hmm. 1980. And now, the most recent data is 2019, I believe, because yeah. it takes three years to, to get all the information, but 2019... One in thirty-four. Uh, yeah, I believe Robert Kennedy Jr. made brought that into the limelight on on a Rogan episode too. Ooh, that was a big revelation. Somebody, woo, what? you know what you say when you bring up a Kennedy in my book? <laughs> conspiracy time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need some music. Yeah, conspiracy hour. Is this the part uh, of the show where like the bell goes off? It's conspiracy time. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, is is, our, this is our raw sections. This is when now. the guy that we couldn't talk about yeah. earlier walks in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, they, they they found somebody. Tried, they don't know 100% sure, but he had like gun, two two side pieces and extra mags and at one of his uh, rallies. Really? Yep. He was pretending to be on security detail. Pretending to be. Wait, yep. so what is the conspiracy? It's, oh. Well, it's just more Kennedy conspiracy. He's it's like somebody it. was trying to off the dude. Oh, yeah. they were trying to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, their campaign, if I read it correctly, because I read that story this morning, uh, Kennedy Jr.'s campaign has petitioned the administration for Secret Service protection, which has been afforded to anybody else who's garnering right. at least one percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right, and they won't. They won't do it. They won't. <laughs> they won't give it to him. <laughs> He's only had an uncle and a father killed. killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, have you heard that about the uh, one of the S- Secret Service guys that just died? Revealed like in a in memoir that was released after he died that and there was a second shooter. 
Definitely a second shooter. Really? Yeah. What's crazy is we, like, a, most people who kind of understand what happened there kind of accept that. Yeah. But nothing has actually officially. <clears throat> He talked out. about finding a, another bullet in the right. side of the car or something yeah. like that, but it was it was very detailed enough to go where, okay, yeah, he's not full of shit. Right. So, do you think this uh, in in talking to some of the guests that you've had on the podcast, do you think this this COVID story will come out? Eventually, you I'm, think? Do you think it's percolating out now? I've had Doctor Malone on, right? Yeah. Okay, and McCullough, who's also been a big leader in. Man, uh, you sent me a video. Yes, of I McCullough. did. He he's oh on the warpath. McCullough, I wish. Malone, I would. I would say we're probably worth like posting that on our. We should, we really should Facebook. But so that begs the question you yeah. just asked him. Do you think there is going to be a revelation? It's just, yeah. I, do you think it's percolating out? Do you think people are? It's a slow uptake. I mean, yeah. I, I think for those who are willing to consume podcasts just like this one, or yeah. really most podcasts, I mean, you're turning to this because the entertainment yeah. value on television and traditional radio it's garbage. is garbage. And it's, you know, you don't have the long format process to where you can really vet out all the information. Yeah. And people, that you do with podcasts. Well, you know, and people like McCullough, if you haven't heard of him before, I mean, he's, a, he's not just some cardiologist that's over in, uh, in Dallas. He's world-renowned, and he actually was was an NIH reviewer before all of this happened. And he was like, yeah, this the is bullshit. dude has like a healthy history. Yeah. Yeah. And it was systematic that they just basically tried to deny him his credential, his affiliation and black blacklisted him. Yeah, pretty Vince. much. They, pretty much. They tried. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And no matter what you think of really any of these characters, uh, and, and there's plenty of things that I think that, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Elon Musk on, but thank goodness he he kind of saved the one channel that allows people to have right. that kind of discourse. Yeah, right. So and, I don't know. I'm hoping and, so. And open the doors on it. I mean, just if you yeah, once the, again, if you don't have anything to hide, then you don't say there's nothing to hide. You just lay it all out there, and that's not what's been done. And right. uh, the fact that they wanted to sit on uh, the quote unquote data for seventy something years on on uh, the vaccine testing before yeah. doesn't really. Wait, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just say this is where we what what, what we found? We're at the so I guess what I'm asking is, do you think there there will be a reckoning? I don't know. It I mean, kind of seems like we're headed tough. that way. Like if you can get the right yeah. the right amount of information out there from the right people who who have followings and uh, people that are you know good with spreading that information. Yeah, like there's yeah. I'm gonna go with medical, I will say this: like medical, pharmaceutical, in, just institutional, big yeah. institutions that we trust for decades. People are really finding some gray areas. Here's what's interesting is in in my clinic population, I do no no longer, I was thinking about this, no longer do I have a single kid on the traditional vaccination schedule. And it's not. That is awesome. It's not because of me. Yeah. Whoa. That's, That's crazy, right? Yeah. It's because of mom. That's the informed even mom. Better. It's even better. Yeah. I was thinking you were at the charge of this. That's even better that people right. are looking but, at but this. But I have to be honest, yeah. though, but your patient yeah, yeah. sample is not going to be typical, it, though. It's not typical. Because You're exactly who, right. Because who it is that's seeking you out. You, people are seeking you out are probably more invested in their health, right. willing to take more coaching informed. outside of medication. Right. Which yeah. is, you, have, you have a really cool, they can go on and on about that. I mean, your, your setup is very, very dynamic, and I like the way the patients that come to you, are probably more, on average, invested in their own health than just 
going to the doctor. I would say that's true. Well, the same yeah. the, the two of you sitting here, uh, I mean, what you're offering is like harmony with nature. Correct. Mm-hmm. I don't see why anybody could deny we can, that. We can, Eric and I have talked about this a ton of times that every single time that a drug company tries to take something from nature, mm-hmm. isolate it so they can patent it mm-hmm. and then make it a drug. It's never as good as the original thing. Yeah. Nope. And he's actually sold products when he was a drug rep, putting himself through CRNA school he actually sold products that had more side effects than if you just took the original thing. Yeah. And is it a little batshit that uh, pharmaceutical prescription drugs are on TV commercials? Oh, only <laughs> us in what, New Zealand? Is it, yeah, it's New Zealand. New, New Zealand is the only other one where you're going to find prescription drugs on daytime commercials. So one of the, one of the uh, uh, presidential candidates, it might even also be RFK Jr. and I think it's Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, Ramaswamy. They, it's Vivek like cake, sir. Vivek like Vivek. Vivek. He says that he wants to position himself that uh, pharmaceutical companies can no longer do public right. advertising. Okay. Right. Huh. Well, I guess uh, he'll have a highly popular funeral. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you better not hang out with any Kennedys. No, no. Oh, dude. Unfortunately. Oh, man. We used to joke, so our, the, the, the person that's uh, pretty much running right now, uh, Mike Logsdon, that uh, we used to sit there and joke that we're going to disrupt the industry so much with some of the things that we're doing that... Um, I'm like, man, it's the pharmaceutical. You watch, you watch your back. Pharmaceuticals industry. <laughs> you know, the, the, the whole industry is going to try and get rid of you. And Mike's like, I'm really fucking hard to kill. <laughs> and he's a black belt in jujitsu and he fought oh, MMA man. and all this other stuff. And we just had this image like that should be our commercial. Dude. Where like your car blows up and you just come out with like a suit like mayhem and you're just putting the fire out and you just keep going. He's just like. Bring it. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Hey, one last thing I will say is about Ultron Teal, and because I don't know, we, we we kicked around the idea that we were going to do different advertising, but I did go on this trip, uh-huh. and I just told Ken this story yesterday, or day before yesterday, but when I went on this trip, it was River Trip. We were out in Idaho, away from phones. We have these guides, and we have to basically, uh, when we set up camp, they set up a thing called a groover, and a groover basically is a box where everybody has to go and take a dump. That's that's where you do it. They oh. keep the box, and then cool. How does it get its name, Eric? Grooving. I mean, I don't know how it gets its name. Melanie Merkel told me because when you sit on it, it makes little grooves <laughs> in your leg. Oh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> well, so we we sit on this on this little groover, and that's where everybody take a dump. And of course, it's great. There's no phones, and yeah. you just get to look at water, so you relax, and everybody goes great. But I did bring everybody pro for the trip. And before we got started, uh, Hollis said, y'all should definitely take this stuff because it's going to make your dukes easier. And then right then, uh, Mike Ferguson goes, five-star shits all day. And so basically, (laughs) by the second day, I had everybody coming up to me at random spots, and they would hold up the ball and go, five-star shit today. (laughs) (laughs) So if only we could turn that into a commercial, then I think it would work. Dude, I I, I think you've happened to... Five star shit. Cool that's, marketing. That's idea. the. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. that we we've, we've revealed the podcast name. Five star shit. Five star shit. You got it. <laughs> you got it. It's oh. just 
It's just what? What do we have here? Us five sitting on groovers, <laughs> talking to each other. <laughs> and it's also sad for Savage Bro, Mister TikTok. I guess you're gonna have to print out your TikToks to read on the toilet now. It's, I it's guess the so. Blue, yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 hey, hey. You know what? I mean, what Eric did point out also is if you're looking at the blue light, but if you are so inclined, invite your spouse to read the Twitter well, and stuff. There you go. That's yeah. what it takes you back to the Saturday Night Live love toilet. That's probably my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got. Uh, I I did bring something for you guys in addition to uh, Devin's homemade thing. I brought you guys some product. Please okay. say you got a and some of, of the in there. last limited edition T-shirts oh, because no. oh man, the person that was making it. Decatur. Oh no, she was in. She was in. She was in Denton. She was in Denton. Yeah. The unfortunately, COVID smashed the person that made our T-shirts. So these are oh, limited edition Atron Teal wow. T-shirts, and on the back is lovemytummy.com. That is a vanity website, and so this is the kind of stuff that we were doing early on. Oh, so, nice. yeah, my suggestion is to put them in a frame or sell them on eBay because it's limited edition. They're worth a ton of money. They're really <laughs> nice. Just wear them. Uh, <laughs> and then some pro for you guys as well. Sweet. Awesome. So, Dude, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, I was, that's the next you. step is telling our 20 listeners yep. where they where they can get the uh, the Outron till and right now 19. I have... Uh, 21. My mom's on now. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, right now I have... Uh, God, I need my glasses. K, uh, KBMDHealth.com. Easiest, yeah, easiest way is, is either that or just gutcheckproject.com. They both ultimately Weak. end in the same spot. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, then you and on the, Instagram, it's at gutcheckproject. Yeah. Okay. At gut yep. project. And, and, then and if you're local, go by and see Carol. Yeah, Carol yeah. At, at Herbs and More has been a massive supporter for I yeah. mean, almost five years now. Nice. So. But you have a good selection here. And y'all, on, y'all are on full scripts as well. On, Correct. Now. Okay, we yep. cool. Definitely on full script, and Ooh, uh, you even have CBD without actually. going through a lot of the different channels. Yeah, actually, so our, the last month has turned. We we just started uh, manufacturing in Canada. We just started manufacturing in Europe. Awesome, and we've got uh, the functional medicine physicians like your very own doc here on Whiskey Bros. They are the most in tune to blending allopathic, which is traditional medicine, yeah. and what's best for your health nutritionally. So I I can't thank you enough. So for what you're what telling you me is yeah? I need to blend this with naked yoga. Yes, because that's yes, all he tells yes. us. Every time there's something wrong with us, that's yeah. what he yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do want to mention something. You you are on our website, the KBMD Health website, which we do offer Atrontil Pro. Atrontil Pro is only available by healthcare practitioners. I offer it on my website because I have all my patients get it from there. But you pointed out the CBD. Now uh-huh. we've been in, involved in CBD when CBD was scary, and we just are about ready to launch. A, we've been working with a chemist in Colorado. Fascinating. She's a PhD. And she developed a CBD, CBDA, CBG, and CBG. Yeah, (laughs) a combination of CBDA, CBD, and CBG plus beta caryophyllin, which is a which is an essential oil from the plant itself. It's a terpenoid, and the idea is that that particular combination is potent anti-inflammatory. And so this isn't uh, this isn't based off of let's just throw some shit together. This is all based off of actual science, uh-huh. and that's where we keep moving forward with this kind of stuff. This, you know, the real business that Eric and I are always in the process of moving forward is the Atron Teal Pro and the Atron Teal, the KBMD Health and the Gut Check Project, where we offer different things. This is our our experimental it's our playground. Lab. It's our lab. Yeah, yeah. We, we get to figure out what works. I and, love that and expand on it. Okay. Uh, like the KBMD Health SIBO support box. If you got SIBO, you need to get on that. Yeah. 
15 day supply. Yeah, what are the, uh, for a, a guy, a 300 pound man like me, how many of these? Two capsules with each meal, so up okay. to six caps a day for most people. Works. Okay. So that was a knee jerk reaction. First of all, it, it depends on your wealth. Because if you got a lot of it, then just take a bottle of that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You can't OD. You can't yeah. OD on it. Okay. Oh, shit. Five-star shits all day. Five-star yep. five shits all day. Put big pharma can back in the bottle. <laughs> Dude, okay, so I noticed you got a true niagen up there. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. well, I'll be honest. Some of the stuff up there is... Well, I'm going to disclose What something. is Niagen? Uh, true Niagen. So this is the stuff that I've been taking for a long time. It's not and false so, Niagen at all. It's not <laughs> false no, true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you can believe it because it says it's it on all, the bottom. There's some, it, the, the uh, broccoli, the sulforaphane I take, it's a potent, uh, it turns on the NRF2 pathway, the podiapin, I'm in, um, oh, I'm going to get this wrong, MTFHR, yes. whatever. Yeah. So the I'm on that. Mother effer, that's what Mother we say. Mother effer. <laughs> yes. So I found out that I'm the guy that needs that, and then the true niagen, before NMN came around and before mm-hmm. spermidine came around, true niagen was the first thing that was shown to increase the glutathione pathway. So the stuff that I'm selling is the shit that I take. Okay. Okay, then let's let's uh, cross that bridge and, for. And I'm not trying to, but I lied about 52. I'm 78. What well, damn? <laughs> because of that shit. Joe Biden needs some uh, some of your stuff, then, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's nothing helping him. No, yeah, I don't. He's already crossed that. That he's peaked. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but decline. for the for the skeptic, he's on the decline. It's like ah, I don't want to do supplements. Mm-hmm. I mean, where would you find? Polyphenols in 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 nature, like what, oh, what, what's your intake of them in the natural essence? Absolutely. So we are not. It's supplement should be, and we discuss this in the podcast. Supplement should always supplement a good diet. Okay. So polyphenols are the molecules that make vegetables and fruits colorful. Yes. Any way that you can sit there and add that. Um, what I tell my patients is that even if you're not like. If, if you're going to season meat, you know you can find seasonings that have polyphenols. Like for instance, uh, clove. Although if you're a chef, you can figure out how to do it. Has some of the highest polyphenol content. That's a interesting flavor. It is steak. super interesting, <laughs> and it's it's hard, but it has a really high polyphenol yeah. content. And then you work your way down for the highest polyphenol. You know, obviously curcumin mm-hmm. yeah. has a lot of polyphenols. Black uh, pepper. Black pepper is probably the tenth. Highest polyphenol with it. The unique thing about black pepper is that it has this molecule, which is an alkaloid called piperine, mm-hmm. which helps other polyphenols get absorbed better. So, um, yeah, definitely. You also said uh, tea leaves, too, like different types of tea. Tea is if we Maybe brought up flavonoids. We brought up Michael Pollan. Yeah. And Michael Pollan in his book described how most Americans get most of their polyphenols through coffee. And through tea. coffee and tea. Interesting. And one of the reasons yeah. why these blue zones uh, live longer is that they have tea ceremonies. They meet. They're social. They eat a lot of. They eat a lot of polyphenols. Now, all of it's being said. When I talk to people, they're like, "Well, I'll just eat the polyphenols instead of taking Atrantil." But that's great. We do know one thing: the amount that you take is one-to-one correlated with the improvement in your microbiome Mm -hmm. and one-to-one correlated in your decrease in inflammatory pathways. And what I mean by that is the more you have, the more benefit you have. There is no essential ceiling to it. So if you take two doses of Atrantil, so two tablets twice a day, Mm -hmm. that's equivalent to taking 
five bowls of cherries. Wow. Or five bowls of berries. Okay. That's a lot of fructose. That's, yeah. that's a lot of sugar. So that's what's really cool about what we're trying to do here is this is an easy way to get your daily dose of polyphenols. So that if you want to protect your brain, if you want to work on those anti-aging molecules, if you want to have the anti-cancer effect, and these are all pathways. This yeah. is not saying we're curing or doing anything. It's we know the pathway that it works on. Then you're at least doing that. When people purchase things like probiotics, hoping that it helps them, and we know that, well, okay, it's not hurting, but it's probably helping. Mm. But then the fish oil industry is huge. You're doing this. You're not, you don't ever, I mean, I take fish oil. Mm. I take a very high quality fish oil from Whole Scripts, Zymogen product. Um, I'm paying a lot of money for it, but I'm doing it because I know that the DHA and the, e, and, and the EPA in it are going to help my brain. I don't feel any different at all. Mm-hmm. Same thing. If I can tell you that the reality is that these complex polyphenols probably do more than that fish oil, probably do more than those probiotics in the sense of what we're trying to do, and that is protect your brain, make you live longer. The, my, the, the reason why I'm so adamant about this whole dementia thing is you have a young daughter. The absolute worst thing that could ever happen in my mind is you live a quality life and then you don't remember. <clears throat> oh, God. That's, yeah, that's scary. absolute. Yeah. And I happen to be dealing with that very personally right now. My yeah. mother-in-law is think, ha- having some dementia issues, and we're, and, we're, and we're really trying to figure out where to go with this and struggle with it. I would say most people that you know in your circle have probably have involvement with dementia with one relative or another. So, yeah, yeah that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love it's, to have. It's, it's a horrible yeah. thing. Yeah. And being that it's on. It's continually on the uptick. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's scary. So you, and I'm going to say this to the whiskey bros. So it has been shown that possibly alcohol is not too good for the brain. Oh, definitely sure. not. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So <laughs> my suggestion is quite simple. Make sure that you take Atron Teal. And then uh, you can double up on that alcohol. <laughs> have some fun. I, I've dialed it back. I mean, uh, to... Mostly reserve an alcohol intake for sitting around this table bullshitting. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought I thought you were going to say I've dialed it back and mostly do reserve alcohol, yeah. like good alcohol. <laughs> well, it's more expensive in that case, so you're yeah. definitely not consuming as much. At the uh, precipice of the whiskey bro yeah. um, gatherings, we we spent quite a few nights in the bar. Yeah, four or five nights a week. Yeah, so. I'll turn to look at it. Go to work. (laughs) 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 Repair those years. Um, But I want to get back to uh, all your media and the slew of stuff that you have out there for information. Where's my mouse? There we go. Um, I know that uh, we use Linktree. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know how many people really pay attention to ours. But if you go to Linktree and then at Gut Check Project, you can find all of their stuff. Uh, laid out here, easy to click on all their podcast uh, reels, uh, Rumble, YouTube. How's uh, how's Rumble treated y'all? Rumble's great. Yeah, yeah. So we we ended up making the move with Rumble once um, we used a uh, a specific episode where we used a Dr. Fauci's own statements and read them, and then YouTube did not like that. And it was what's odd is that it was his it was his statement. Yeah. Yeah, Fauci against Fauci. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it was odd because I just found what he was saying to be in complete uh, 
I don't know, opposition to where he had been before on a particular subject. And the next thing I know, we'd received a strike and they pulled us down. I was like, well, it's, it's no better time than now to go rumble. So we right. did that. Good right. So now we just run, basically we use YouTube to, to build lead ups, but we've, we've moved everything over to rumble. And, and eventually rumble's going to be the same like funding platform oh, yeah. as YouTube. And they pay, actually we get, we get paid more showing video on yeah. rumble than we do on YouTube. And they, you our shareability is better on rumble than it does on YouTube. Yeah. The only thing, the only detriment to rumble is the search tool <coughs> kind of sucks. Yeah. It just does. It just doesn't have, it's not powered by well, it's, Google. It's only two years old at this yeah. point, right? It's still a baby. That's, you, you can literally go in there and do search gut check project our channel will show up i mean and don't hold it against their platform that their search engine's bad because everything else that they have on there doesn't matter if you're right left or indifferent yeah they don't they don't censor that's nice to know that's really nice to know um and then where my mouse man is wearing me out i'm about to throw it against the wall um facebook page i guess most of your uh your like your one or two minute Little video, shorts. yeah, reels you yeah. can find here. Lots of good data there, but really just a really good slew of data, easily digestible data, no pun intended. Ha. But um, stuff like you know your everyday joke and listen to it and understand and ch- maybe alter their life with it, which that's priceless. Well, I appreciate right? y'all asking and even checking it out. Heck I yeah. mean, Ken and I are always surprised when someone says that they either heard the podcast, listened to it, or otherwise. Shit. Oh, you there's. Think, I think, think y'all, y'all are. We we've run into that too. I think on our um, uh, analytics, they go a little underreported mm-hmm. because we'll we'll find people. Hey, I, I listen to you guys. Well, yeah, man, that's at least like four people. That, or better yet, have told I noticed me in he person. didn't. I, d- I noticed he didn't post a podcast this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah we oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, hey, your, your little brother is a loyal listener for sure. Brad's I, Brad's bring. He lets been us great. know every time. Yeah. Brad, Brad, Brad can attest that I never asked him to listen, and then we went like two weeks without a show, and then you know how he's really subtle. Yeah, yeah. Brad just goes, uh, "Hey, man." I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't heard show? anything from Gutcheck Project in a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I looked at him. I was like, you listen? He's like, I've heard every episode. And then he starts quoting shit because that's what he always does. He that makes sounds, you feel really stupid. That sounds exactly like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's really great. It's like y'all are related or something. <laughs> but even the, the episode that you guys had him as a guest on, I, we were sending that out to everybody. Like, oh, my God. Wow. It's like. Doc's on this some prestigious thing that, yeah, I think you guys, uh, you, everything seems podcast. under Well, I got a ton of feedback yeah. on that one. Yeah. Everybody loved, like my, so I get, you know, we get this continual feedback because patients roll in and I haven't seen a patient in five, six, ten years. And they'll be like, hey, that Doc Fagley episode was awesome. I'm like, I haven't seen you in ten years. And you're just opening with that? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, check out my hemorrhoid, please. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that one, and then, of course, uh, um, Malone, they didn't Malone. really register all of the different watches, which is kind of weird because I heard a lot about that one. Billboard Chris, mm-hmm. not health-related necessarily, but that one, oh, my gosh. What was the latest one? Uh, Oliver? Oh, uh, Ollie Matthews. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, where was he from? He is in the U.K. UK. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we have another one from the U.K. coming up in a couple months. I think uh, Asim Mahaltra. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, he'll, that he'll dude. Be, Where have I heard that name before? He, he's yeah. the one who he was on Joe sentence. Rogan. Yeah. recently. Yeah, talking about um, cholesterol. How recent was that? I know I've heard that name. Well, talking about cholesterol medication, the okay. statin world basically is, is where he got a lot of press. But then this, uh, all, well, post COVID as well because he lost his dad. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We also the there's. There's one coming out. I went on her podcast, mm-hmm. and we hit it off so well that 
She came on ours, and it's Tracy Edmonds. Okay. Who is the fiance okay. to Deion Sanders, and she is a movie producer. She has her own entertainment industry, and like she, she has. A, I mean, we didn't get into any of this, but yeah. she is financially independent from Dion. Dion okay. She is successful. She wrote and produced, uh, or I don't know if she wrote. She produced uh, Soul Food. Yeah, Soul Food. And uh, she is huh. so cool. And you want to sit there and see somebody in her fifties that is. St- Stunning, yeah, beautiful, super cool. We did her podcast. She's moving into this stage of her life where it's all about whole foods. It's all about growing your own stuff. It's all about like she is like minded. She so cool. She she left the entertainment world effectively like that, and then moved into now she lives in North Carolina off of Hilton Head. Yeah, growing mm. and they, now she and Dion have huge gardens. Yeah, mm. huh. which is not what I pictured until she told us about it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. they don't they don't. Well, put he's that in, in Colorado in now, isn't he? He, he, he is, coaches yeah. there, yeah, yeah. but I mean, they had their their, home. their, their, their big home. I think yeah, he kind of coaches. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's, he's kind of making a little bit. He, he went to overtime yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah that's wild. But yeah. that's, you know what, that's awesome. If you're going to coach, make sure that you have one son on offense, one son on defense. Yeah. So you can you yell at them and be like, if you don't score a touchdown, you're grounded. Dude. And they just <laughs> score <laughs> touchdowns. They're looking pretty good, man. <laughs> oh, they look so good. Yeah. I, I can't comment. I would not watch yeah, any you of it. It's college, sports. isn't it? He's coaching a college team? Yeah. <laughs> That's about as much as I know. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. Am I right? He's coaching a college team. Okay. I grew, up in, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, but the only thing we had uh, was college yeah. football. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I'm hoping he's he's just getting primed, if you will, prime time yeah. to For, become Dallas Cowboys head coach. That's oh. What That's what I'm looking at. I see what you're looking at. Is that what the TikTok is saying? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> he went from high school to college. The next step would be. Yeah, that's a pretty bold assertion. I, I'm, I'm hoping. Sir. Yeah. I don't, I don't bold see him working for Jerry Jones. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Huh. It's, at some point, Jerry is going to have to fire himself. At some point. Well, yeah. He, well, I mean, it is Jerry Jones. He may live yeah. forever. He may. What was That's the big true. Dion controversy back yeah. when he was playing for the Cowboys? Didn't he hurt his little toe or something like that? Hurt it. Yeah, he's out yeah. for I like a couple he, of he seasons. He don't have a big toe, bro. He doesn't? No, it's completely cut off. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. How did he cut off his toe? I don't remember. I just, I just know it's gone. I, I just remember it's a big controversy. Like, <laughs> he, we, we pay billions of dollars for this guy. He stubs his toe and he's out for two seasons. I was like five years old. Well, then, if, so he, if, 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 if the man had gout, uh, I would uh, totally agree with him. I he doubt can't, he had gout. Oh, yeah. How does uh, Atron Till Does that help, help with, with gout, gout. by any way? Just say yes, and I'm going to start buying a bunch of them. The answer most likely is yes. Well, I heard you say something about a bowl of cherries and that clap. Ding, 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 ding. Started clicking into my head. Yeah, there you go. Thinking holistically. I like how you say ding ding and then shake the bottle. Yeah, I think that's shake, awesome. Has it, has it not been? Uh, uh, they're awfully quiet about that. No, yeah. it's just. Do you need a test dummy? Is it that takes what time. That? So obviously, Autrantil came out to affect the GI, the gastrointestinal system, which mm. is, I mean, that's a misnomer because it's like saying every system because it all starts with the gastrointestinal system. Mm, yeah. But but that's where you kind of see the the most prominent early effects are having to do with direct gut health issues. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Right? I'm going to start. Okay, so we'll it, check back in with Heath in three weeks. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, get him started on it. Yeah. Right? And and see if it does affect 
Five star shits. Five star shits. Five star shits ah. all day. <laughs> Good stuff. All day. That's I, awesome. Man, my, my tanks are empty, so I don't know if anybody else has got anything to say or not. Yeah, no, I think we're pretty good. We're getting close. No, I appreciate you guys coming. Gonna, yeah, we really I'm do. I'm going to eat this entire yeah. tub of butter when we get off of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that butter is not <laughs> leaving here. <laughs> That's, no, it's so freaking good. So, you need to start selling it. Yeah, Devin from heaven. She, yeah. I've asked her multiple times to open a restaurant, and she just laughs and then creates something else that's badass. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> could you open a restaurant? And she goes, oh, no, no. no. She's got mm. her hands full with you guys. What's that? Are you gonna... No. You don't have to raise your we, hand to talk. We do the podcast, and then she's got uh, she's made homemade sauerkraut, and then we do that. Remember it was red cabbage sauerkraut? Yeah. Oh, man, homemade, what did, too. What did she tell you? She said, whip heavy cream in a blender for 10 minutes and put it in an ice bath till you squeeze you all the go. liquid out, and it will last a week, the butter. Yeah. That's simple. Wow. So so did you add salt or not, Devin? You can give me a thumbs up. Thumbs sea, down. sea salt or okay. Himalayan salt? Sea salt? Awesome. Okay, of course, don't ever use table salt. It's been bleached and is Never devoid of all Never use tables. Stuff. We yeah. just talked about that on the last I, podcast. I thought that kept us from getting really? goiters. Yeah. No. Don't well, use table see, salt. Regular sea salt will have a little bit of trace iodine in it that yeah. you want. The table salt has been fortified with yeah. iodine, plus it's been bleached, plus it's been heated to like over 1,000 degrees. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did screw, that. I did, we've never screw that. talked about salt. I didn't even know that. No. Hey, all, all yeah. of that. Here, read that. Himalayan is pink because it make has sure iron can, deposits Make sure she can hear it. Right. And, right. and I think there's also one called a red salt, and it actually has clay iron in it. So, so Heath, black salt that's from clay and some other yeah. stuff. Heath is responding to Devin's text here that said how to make it. He said, tell her that's too much work for me. I just want to buy it from you. <laughs> <laughs> for y'all's y'all who are listening, what's awesome is that Devin refuses to talk, and Heath wrote down just so that Kim had to read it to her. <laughs> it's awesome. Mm. Uh oh. It's coming. The yep. most, no, no, this is just the most recent thing. <laughs> is I'm eating, I'm just, I can't stop eating this bread. I know. Uh, because I never eat bread, ever. Yeah. Like, unless it's true sourdough. Mm, because, amazing, oh, by yeah. the way, the bacteria break down the gluten. We're already getting gluten. We're, we're already getting the flour from Europe, so we know that it has less glyphosate. And so the bacteria break down. I get zero issues when I do this. She just made some yogurt with L. ruteri. Which supposedly, and we're going to get into the science of this, increases your oxytocin levels, makes you more loving, makes you want to huh. hug more. And yeah, hang I don't out need more. none of that. Don't tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't yeah, buying yeah. that shit. But you're talking about lactobacillus. It's interesting. You're talking about a European ingredient, though, because of the formula. Is, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The formula that I buy my daughter is uh, European. It's made in the UK. Mm. Uh, I haven't bought her any American formula. American. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't. Right. Buy American. Formula. Yeah, if you look at the ingredients, uh, I think high fructose corn syrup. I don't corn know syrup that there's a healthy one it's you can buy. Corn syrup's in there. I, there. There were two ladies that came out with like a truly organic American formula brand, but then they got shut down. Mm. Yeah. But uh, she's at seven months now. So the only thing the, her pediatrician said, well, she really can't, she shouldn't have honey. I guess botulism risk, whatever. So right, that's that's we, the theory. Yeah. Can we try like whole cow milk with her? Is that something that could enter the fray at this point? Yeah, you get into some really controversial stuff whenever you're talking about. Okay, so whenever you're talking about whole cow milk, mm-hmm. okay, um, you're not talking about raw cow milk. 
No, raw. It's getting harder and harder to find. Yeah, it is. No, it it's is. not. You drive and, and I would say it's usually controversial. And you can find all of it you want. Where I do have There's moms that give their kids raw milk, yeah. and they feel good about it, and they feel good about the sourcing of that raw milk. Why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, it's Man, would we give our just kids the, the way fact back that it's not not pasteurized or ultra pasteurized, right? Even uh. more so. Uh, I mean, you just like with our meat that we uh, source from the field, right? We have to be careful with that meat. It's it's the same thing with raw milk, mm. right? You have to be a little careful with yeah, it. Yeah, you have to be trustworthy. We, we literally eat wild hog that we shoot <laughs> yeah. right out there. Yeah, but yeah. we're cooking it. And and we're handling it. We, we're handling it yeah. every step of the way. We know how we're handling it. We know how, you know, so. Right, but I, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I still don't see how raw milk can be. You got to be harmful. very trustworthy of the source. It can be. I mean, raw milk can grow uh, brucellosis or mm. brucella, you know, for instance, which is. That's what shut not, K-Bar not down. Not bueno. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They had one outbreak of that, and that was it. That's all it took. They're done. Right. So, so you can't just say, okay, everybody should have raw milk. Mm-hmm. I mean,. Raw milk can be beneficial if you handle it very safely mm-hmm. from the cow to the child, right? It can be very good. Yeah. But so it's controversial. So I'll just bring a cow to yeah. my daughter then. Yeah. Yeah. If we'll go that route. Put, yeah, well, right. I think you put one in the or, backyard. Or yeah. know your source, yeah. know your farmer, right? Be able to shake their hand. If you bring a cow over, make sure you bring that goat and say, you want to get down on this goat? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Goat all I the think way. Actually, goat milk is probably even better than cow's milk. <laughs> you right? get down, Start, down. Goat. started with goat. goat and ended with a goat. <laughs> but, oh. but there again, there's a, that, that's what you're losing whenever you go <laughs> oh, to a shit. pasteurized or an ultra pasteurized product, which doesn't make good butter, right, Devin? Mm. Here, you can text a response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't make butter. Don't bu- piss Devin off. She's like, so I know, right? That's, she's like a millennial. She's like five feet away texting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. But but you can't make butter out of an ultra pasteurized cream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to at minimum be pasteurized. Better yet, raw. Yeah. Mm, okay. Right. Raw. Yeah. And like but it has like all the like the check. probiotic strains of lactobacilla that are beneficial. Okay. That we take out. So I'm not feeling so good about importing formula from Europe. No. Nah. Just take some <laughs> Atrantil Pro. Yeah, yeah, I'll get her to get right on swallowing some of these. <laughs> bad yeah. Boys. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, okay, you can also become a supporter of the Gut Check Project by going to gutcheckproject.locals.com. Yep. And that's where you can get the raw, yeah. the yeah. good stuff. That's the raw. It's a, And I'll just be open and honest. It's a little mildly undeveloped at the moment. However, for $5 a month, you essentially, if you like anything that we happen to offer, yeah. You're going to get over thirty dollars in savings for spending five, and okay. so that's really who most oh, of our nice. people are. They'll they'll save significant amount off of SIBO box. We have a lot of SIBO people who do that. Or if they want pro, they save a lot on okay. pro. So things yeah. like that. What does this give once uh, a choice? Honestly, um, it, with my high degree in technology, I don't know how to turn that thing off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we better exploit it as soon yeah. as possible. So hurry up. <laughs> Give once one dollar. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, we we toy with that thing. The subscription every now and then. part is 
prefer uh, preferable for y'all. Obviously. Correct. Yeah. We're kind of hoping that that exists. So like the one person in Vegas that like crushes it and they're crushing it because they don't have diarrhea and they're able to gamble longer. And they're like, I'm going to give them 10 grand this time. That's what we're going. It for. might happen. You know, it's, it, it could. I, the, uh, if somebody feels good about not sitting on the pot for like seven hours a week, right? Seven hours. It's a lot. It's that a the, lot. Is that the average time a person spends on the show? Uh, somebody with real that. problems, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think that's highly probable for somebody. I mean, I can I honestly, I think in my worst times, right. multiple times a day getting stuck. I mean, so probably so. Sometimes think about Coco. Some, well, that's a oh, his ain't getting he, stuck. We, he needs a lifetime supply of this. Uh, yeah. This would be our ghost bro that typically sits where you are. But uh, no, if you've heard tip, us reference yeah, like once. Yeah, true. Okay, good point. He's ghost bro for. Is he going to bust in finally after he's yeah. like? Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he the, easily puts like the puts, Kool Aid guy. <laughs> yeah, after every food intake, he easily puts in like 15, 20 minutes on the pot. Yeah, but sometimes it's not all negative. Sometimes the toilet is a sanctuary. Yeah, that's true. So he has the, the, the automatic space. oral anal reflex. Every time he eats, it comes out. You got well, it. Well, he man. don't have a gallbladder now. It's like too, classic. So it's, yeah. he's, he's oh, always, even better. He's always had problems with uh, when it's time to take a dump. It's time to take a dump. Yeah. Like I'm. I mean, I, I got stories. <laughs> it's like we yeah. don't leave the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I got stories. Yeah. yeah. He's that dude. Uh, yeah, I think Papa's he had a, bros in uh, yeah. downtown or yeah, Dallas. Yeah. And on the way back, he's like. We gotta pull this fucking van over, over right now, and everybody's like, "Okay, there's a gas station." He's like, like "No, no you I mean no," and, I, and all of a sudden it got real quiet. And everybody's like, "Oh, oh, pull it over, man, pull it over!" <laughs> oh no, yeah, I've, that's awful. Same yeah, way with is. you. I, I was once that guy. Yeah. I mean, like like you said earlier, nobody wants to talk about it. But yeah. honestly, once you get on the other side of it, it's almost like you feel like it's a rescue mission. Like, right. come over here. This is the way out. I mean, that's kind yeah. of what it's like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind so. talking about it now because when it's happening to you, you don't yeah. you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Right? But once you get through it, you're like, look, this this could be a lot easier if somebody had just done this. Everybody's heard the expression, the asshole rules. So it's kind of an important ass- subject. Asshole that's rules. What they yeah. always tell about talk about yeah. me. Mm-hmm, the uh, asshole rules. Have y'all done any studies on people with uh, out there gallbladder? Has that helped? Uh, any we have or? not done studies, okay. huh? No. Because I know that's always an issue when you take that thing out, man. Everything just kind of. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the the bile. Remember that the gallbladder itself is like a storage organ, uh-huh. and so we have that so that you go long periods without eating. Then you kill the woolly mammoth. Everybody gathers around. You eat a bunch, and then the gallbladder contracts and shoves all that bile out to help digest it. But in today's society, you don't need that. The gallbladder contracts, contracts, and so it's always kind of full, mm-hmm. and it never really does that. And so over time, the gallbladder can form stones and whatever, and then it, it's, it's one of these organs that we probably don't need if you have food all around all the time. And then when you take it out, bile doesn't have that pop-off valve where it can sit. And so bile just shoots out of the liver, and it works like a laxative, which is why that happens. Interesting. Now we, I don't know. I don't feel any sympathy for him. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so, so all that to say, uh, if, if Autrantil fixes your life, uh, get on the give once and, and give yeah. a thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and then give get once. your discounts. Yeah. Yeah. Right? All that stuff. And then once again, it's kbmdhealth.com that's yeah. that right okay that's and you can find all that and then locally uh here that's, a, that's the only place you get Atrantil pro okay at a store that's the only store you can't even get it or? you can't even get it at a store oh right. that's right so this is the only place you can get it yeah, yeah. It's or be. full script okay okay or whole script the other one right if you go to whole script or full script 
Very cool. Well, nice. we're going to do our best to direct everybody we possibly can to your podcast, too, The Gut Check sure. Project. Lots, like I said, reiterating over and over again, it's just a slew of really good, easily digestible mm-hmm. information. Well, and it doesn't isolate itself to... Microbiome talk. Yeah, it's actually about... Yeah, you cover everything. The state of, of health as as a business or as a public As pursuit. an institution. Yeah, as mm. an institution, right? You're going to have to cut Doc's mic off to shut this thing down. Anyway, right? <laughs> I know, right? Hey, every I'm time, just so happy time, you guys are actually. Well, you know what? I'm going to say for, for a podcast called The Whiskey Bros, you guys cover a lot of territory Different. and a lot of science, and I'm loving it. Thank oh, yeah. you so much for having us out here. It's been a pleasure. I mean, we do have our label on Spotify now. We are now labeled as Leisure and Science. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, Joe Rogan yeah. didn't even get that. Joe Rogan just got pfft, comedy. Comedy. <laughs> so, Dude, that's, we're that's a step great. above. That's awesome. And I'm absolutely Absolutely, completely digging the whole studio itself. If you were slightly closer to me, then I would uh, I could be hanging out here all the time. Oh, heck in the man time, man. We can have a jam session. I can I can sit and watch somebody else play the drums for once. Yeah, be nice. I, I'll, any any time. I have a bass. I have yeah. a, a guitar amp. So all we need is people that actually play those things. Yeah, he he, he came to our our show at reunion. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, missed it. Sure. We were we were out at vacation, but yeah, I missed it. Yeah, uh, he, good. He had a lot of good things to say about it. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, it was fun, man. That's it cool. was awesome. I'm sure, as awesome. hot as balls. Ugh. Oh yeah, yeah it wasn't part, cold. Yeah, yeah. Part of yeah. It. not cold. The AC in the old pavilion there doesn't really exist. <laughs> 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 not there. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. It's been a great yeah. day having a very unprofessional podcast. Yep. Um, couldn't ask for a better one tonight. No, it was great. Yeah. Thank you all for having us. This is a blast. So much. Uh, it was awesome. Time. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Good night. Adios. Good night. Good night. That was a uh, borderline. You've been listening to the Whiskey Bros Around the Table. Hermanos Whisky.